top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael, fashion for everyone. Happy Monday, Sandy. Hey, happy Monday, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? We are good. A little wet on the roadways yeah. out there, but uh, yeah. otherwise not a bad start to uh, final week of September. Can you believe it? I was looking at the calendar this morning, shaking my head. I know. Christmas is literally right around the corner. All it right. Is. So let's dive in. Uh, since we spoke on Friday, a lot has been going on, actually, in the country. You may have heard that a minister of uh, the PAC government has resigned from his position. That's uh, John John uh, Dwayne John John Seymour resigned as um, Minister of Border Control, Labor, um, so immigration fell under him. And uh, resigned from the PAC government. So that has Why is that? Do we know? Sorry? Why is that? Do we know? It's complicated. (laughs) So we're going to try to unpack it today. But there's a lot that's going on. So um, it it made for a very, very interesting weekend. I mean, he claimed in his presentation um, that it was due to... um, Oh, gosh. What did he say? Political leadership. Like he'd lost confidence. And the leader, but there's much more afoot than that. So we'll keep everybody updated. Um, A man was arrested um, at Public Beach late last week for making threats to kill. This is pretty crazy. Uh, The police, I'm not sure if we mentioned this last week or not, but they did a little bit of a sweep on, I believe it was Wednesday, earlier Wednesday morning. You know, people are hanging out there loitering and, and selling drugs, which are not legal in this country. It doesn't make a difference if it's marijuana or whatever. And so they had arrested a few people um, on Wednesday, and he was one of those people that were arrested. And so quite ironically enough, I was at the detention center a bit later on in the afternoon. I heard this commotion. The guy was in there hitting his head up against this like heavy metal door and making threats to the police. And now he has, um, after that aggressive behavior and outburst, brandishing a knife, they say, and threatening another man on the beach, um, he's looking at some additional charges. So... Uh, probably not a good idea. You know, when you get arrested, just take your time. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. You don't want more um, charges. Yeah, you're just looking at more charges, seriously. So, Jamaican company <clears throat> has purchased 36 units in the Grand Harbor complex. So, this is quite interesting. I think most people know that the Grand Harbor complex is up for sale. Um, and um, so, they have acquired most of the, the um, complex, Kingston Properties Limited, announced that they purchased 36 units in the Grand Harbor Commercial Center, along with... This is where Hurley's is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Along with an adjourning parking lot. Um, So they said the company did not purchase the entire property, but this was the fifth and largest property acquired by Kingston uh, Properties Limited in the Cayman Islands. So Hmm. pretty interesting. But you know that that's a very active area. You're in the area, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it is very, very active. And well, so hopefully, hopefully this new company for everybody that lives in the area will stop their uh, leaf blower guys from uh, starting at 5 a.m. Maybe they'll maybe they'll be a little bit nicer to the neighborhood <laughs> and, and have their cleaners, uh, you know, start from maybe seven instead of, mm. instead of five. Instead of waking, five. Waking up the hood with those uh, those loud Ugh. gas leaf blowers. Ridiculous. Yeah, I hear you there. All right. So, um, and then a bit of good news, uh, government approves uh, lots of things have been going in, going on within parliament. Um, so this one was, I think, good. Government approves some blood donor eligibility changes. Uh, you know, a lot of these changes have been afoot around the world. So basically, 
Um, if you want to donate blood, it's going to be that much easier now for you to do it. So they've uh, said that people who lived in countries, remember, that had the um, mad cow disease, they were ineligible like forever from mm-hmm. ever donating blood. So that has now um, been lifted. And so that means that, you know, quite a few more individuals, especially if you're from the UK, you're now eligible to donate blood. So that's good because the blood bank is always begging for additional, um, you know, donors to come forward. The blood you donate could save a life. Yeah. And it might even be your own one day. Hey, some good news uh, before you go really quick. uh, This just came out overnight Mm -hmm. is the uh, the Hollywood Screenwriters Guild. And the yes, I saw that this morning. Have reached a tentative deal to yes. resolve their strike, which is the actors great. are still striking, but at least the writers have. Yeah, so we're right. we're getting there. Hopefully. So all of these late night shows could potentially come back online. Uh, yeah. Should they? So now they'll vote on the agreement, and if it uh, if everybody in the in the guild votes to uh, adopt it, then they uh-huh. get to go back to work and get a paycheck. One of one of my good buddies is a writer for the Jimmy Kimmel Show, so. Hmm. Uh, I know he's been off work for 146 days or something crazy like wow. that without a paycheck, by the way, without a paycheck. Ugh, that's crazy. No. All right. All right, my dear. Have a beautiful Monday. You too. We'll Thanks catch you tomorrow much. Tuesday headlines. All right. All right. It's time Appreciate to style it. up. All right, folks. Good morning, everyone. Just a couple seconds and we're going to be live on radio. In fact, let me make sure I pull that up. Um, some mornings I sit here and I think everything is organized and I forget. Oops. Don't forget that radio link because you got people on standby ready to go. So I'm going to go ahead and we got about a minute and a half left before we're live on radio. So I'll go ahead and grab my links, folks. Sit back and relax before we kick off uh, Monday's show. I know you guys are anticipating quite a show today and we got it for you. Not to worry. Better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs.
Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. Come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself. I am the cold heart. Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live, direct, it's the cold, hard truth. Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-2626. That number again is folks good morning good morning good morning happy monday how is everybody doing today it's a wet one for us but i see the sun peeking out so i suppose that uh we can expect the cloud coverage to kind of just move by by midday so i think it's still going to be an absolutely gorgeous day here in the caribbean here in our beautiful little island we got a full show for you today so we're going to waste no time jumping into it i have sent out the link so if you didn't get the link just whatsapp me real quick and I'm happy to send you the social media links. So just remember, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and of course, live Punda Radio as well. So let's just get right to it. No formalities this morning. We'll say good morning to everyone because, of course, one thing that makes us who we are um, is we really believe in manners. And so, of course, um, you know, yeah, good morning to everybody. All right, so uh, over the weekend, a lot has um, transpired. Uh, you know how it is, folks. We keep on top of things. And um, quite frankly, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. We uh, have to bring you the news that you want and that you need, most importantly. And uh, even, even if we have something planned, there are times that we've got to you know, adjust our plans accordingly. And so this morning is a little bit of that going on. But, um, you know, we're going to start off first talking with our TikToker, William. We're going to invite him into the program. I see he's already in the back studio waiting. So very, very pleased to have him. And, of course, everything that is on everyone's mind this morning um, regarding politics. But it all is interconnected, folks. Everything in life seems to have some sort of interconnectivity. So you're going to be surprised at the connection once I break it down and explain it. So thank you guys so much. We're just over 200 folks. Um, I expect that we'll definitely double those numbers here shortly. Like I said, our, our backup YouTube channel is still where we're at. We might halfway through the show try the other channel because I think it comes back online today. We had some restrictions there that should be lifted today. So we'll try it in just a little bit. So without uh, any further ado, um, let me go ahead and welcome William onto the program. Good morning, William. How are you? Good morning. Fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How do you pronounce your last name? Is it Fanini? Fanini. Fanini. Uh-huh. Okay. Very yeah. good. All right. So, um, William, you're responsible <laughs> for creating a little bit of a firestorm here in the Cayman Islands. Oh, no. 
So, um, you know, I wanted to just touch bases with you on this. You know what? I think it's a good thing because on this program, I'm here Monday through Friday, three hours a day. It's all about dialogue. And from my perspective, I saw your um, video and we're going to play it here in a second. And there was stuff that I agreed with and stuff that I didn't agree with. Um, and I thought, you know what, let me have William on the show. So I reached out to see if we could even clarify some of exactly what it is that you said and what you meant, right? Because obviously it's a pretty short uh, video clip. So let's go ahead and cue up the video clip, folks. Listen to it. Um, and then we're going to ask William some questions. He has some limited time with us this morning. So we're going to you know, do a deep dive into exactly what he meant by this. So here we go. Turn from Grand Cayman. I've been to most of the Caribbean islands, but Grand Cayman is the only one that I don't care to ever go back to revisit. We didn't really do our homework before we went, and it was very commercialized, and it was filled with a bunch of rich people that ain't even from there. A lot of the people were tourists, and in case you didn't know, some of you receive some hospitality, and you immediately get the superiority complex, and the behavior that follows is always very disgusting, and that's always the worst part of my trips is witnessing that. When I go to a place, I want to know where the locals are at. I want to be educated on your history. I want to know your culture so that I can show you the proper respect. I want to know your land, your food. I want to be able to experience the essence of the people, which is the soul of the land. 80% of the island are people that weren't even from there. And things are so expensive. The locals, if you can even find them, they're somewhere just trying to survive. They ain't sharing no cultural And I don't blame them. It's a small island, but there's constant development just so they can put up some artificial Chuck E. Cheese built tourist attraction or a mall or a McDonald's or something like that. We did miss Carnival and I caught COVID, so you know, I could be a little salty from that. On our way back to the airport, we were speaking to people on the shuttle and everybody pretty much said the same thing. They did some excursions. There was a few interesting things to see, but there was something missing and nobody could put their finger on it. But I immediately thought about the people and the culture. And I thought about Hawaii and other places where local people are the real value of the land. The same ones that some of you look down upon when you get there. And I wondered if the natives of Hawaii, if they decided to hold the essence, the culture and the people, not share nothing, no more performances, no more hospitality, we ain't working on your gift shops, no, not even no Polynesian culture center, nothing. Y'all keep all this Chuck E. Cheese commercial crap. It would just be another group of islands where people come to visit and say, something's missing. I don't think I want to come back here no more. I think the locals would love that. All right. So, uh, William, boy, that hit a nerve. Um, there's quite a few things to unpack um, in, in what you said. So I'm going to try to go through it if we can. So you said to begin with that you actually didn't do any research um, coming to the Cayman Islands. And you also said that you've been to a lot of Caribbean islands. Give us an idea of where else you visited in the region um, so that we can kind of, you know, compare apples to apples if that's possible. Um, let me see. We went to the Bahamas, Dominican, Puerto Rico, St. Lucia, uh, Aruba. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I know I'm missing some, but well, I mean, yeah. every time we go on vacation, we we love going to the Caribbean because it's the closer Caribbean. to us. Yeah, right. it's only a few hours away from us, so we always we always go there. Yeah. Even for and you you, know, you think that those? I'm just curious by comparison, right? Because you say that your experience in Cayman was so different. So when you went to the Bahamas, when you went to Puerto Rico, you saw more culture in those countries than you did in Cayman. Right. Well, f first, uh, we saw more people like we actually saw the locals. As soon as we got off the airplane, right. there were people there to, to speak to. So when, when I say I didn't do our homework, um, mm -hmm. we never do homework on the local part because I don't expect to see right. that on the Internet. 
But as soon as we touch down, when we speak mm -hmm. to the people at the hotels and at the the transportation, like they tell us where to go, and then we take right. um, we we take comparisons from all of the different people and the the names uh -huh. that we keep hearing over and over. And of course, um, if they say it's safe, then we're, that's where we go to. But we couldn't uh -huh. even find uh, we couldn't even find someone from there to tell us. You know, mm. you know, they just people just didn't know. You know, at least the people uh -huh. that we ran into, uh, right. when, in terms of came. So when you first got off the plane, right? Um, what what carrier did you come in on? Um, actually, I forgot. Um, I've yeah, been on so many American. trips since then. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, All right. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't fly a national carrier, which you should have. <laughs> so you didn't come in on Cayman Airways. So say you came in an American, right? Um, when you you remember coming out of the, you know, you come out of customs, like you, you met local people right away, but you probably weren't thinking like customs immigration officers. You know, you're not really having that type of conversation with them. You come out the airport, you see people um, handling transportation, taxi services. Did you get in a taxi or a bus to take you to your hotel? It was a bus. It was a bus. And where yeah. was that person from? Do you have any idea? Jamaica. Everybody, Jamaica. Almost everyone was from Jamaica that we that we talked to. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so if, if, if we didn't tell you that you were in the Cayman Islands, would you have thought that you were in Jamaica? Yes. Based on the people that you interacted with? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, um, having said that, by juxtaposition, you, you talked about what hotel, by the way, did you stay at? Where did you guys stay? Uh, I forget. If my wife was here, she'd know offhand. Yeah, but... Kimpton. We've I... got Holiday Inn. Marriott. I think it was a Marriott. I think it, it was a Marriott. Marriott. It was the one where the water comes all the way up to the back. Okay. And then um, at that hotel, where were the majority of people that you saw? Where were they from? They were from Jamaica as well. Okay. Yeah. But in in your in your video though, you didn't really say. Well, I saw other Caribbean people. You said you saw a bunch of rich white people. Where 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 else did you go that you were exposed to rich white people? Uh, well, so there, I don't know the name of the street, but it was the street uh -huh. that was right in front of us, and, and we were in Seven Mile. Um, yes. And people made a. I saw online, like people were making a big deal about where we stayed at. But again, like uh -huh. I said, to me, it, it, we always stay in those kind of places, but uh -huh. we find the local stuff, uh, you know, as soon as we get off the plane, just by talking to people. But uh -huh. uh, I don't, I don't know the name of that front street, but it, it was. Yeah, um, that's just, that's just seven mile strip, basically, where all the hotels okay. and okay. stuff are at. So um, you say that you're ex you exposed to a lot of um, um, Jamaicans, actually workers, right? Mm -hmm. And right. then other than that, the other white people you saw were probably largely tourists. So you weren't like in the right. business section of town or anything like that. You were just on Seven Mile Strip. Right. Well, we did go to, there was a mall um, on our way to the, the turtle. It was a turtle. Um, the turtle center. Farm. Yeah, it's a turtle yeah. center. So on the way there, we, there, we went to a mall. And um, I mean... What what it do you describe a as a mall? Because we don't actually have any malls in the Cayman Islands. I'm curious. It's just just a bunch of. It was just a shopping center. Shopping big center. Shop, yeah, open shopping center. Okay. Um, I don't know where it was at. It was just on the way to the, the turtle farm. And what kind of stores did you go in in there? I I didn't. My wife did. I sat um, right in the front and I let uh -huh. her. I was just people watching. So I I I don't okay. like to shop. I don't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she she wanted to go to the shop and then whoever it was um would have taken her shopping at the plaza or whatever mm -hmm. yeah so do, do you think your video is accurate though because i'm already hearing a little bit of a you know well mostly jamaican workers which are caribbean people we do have a, a pretty close connection to jamaica historically like what what was it that you were actually looking for when you say that you wanted to see the people and the culture 
what was it that you were expecting? I'm expecting to see someone to, um, like, first of all, the last place we went to St. Lucia, and this happens everywhere, mm -hmm. all of the places that we go to, the, the, the driver, like, gives us a, you know, tells us with all of the things of significance, you know, mm -hmm. on the island and just kind of, uh, the, our driver here didn't know because he's not, you know, he's mm -hmm. not from there. So uh, then I'm always listening for history stuff. You know, I, I, uh -huh. I teach, I'm a teacher. So I'm listening right. for history things. I'm listening for, um, you know, uh, the cultural foods and uh, just anything of uh, cultural value. That's what I'm looking for. And that's right. what I want to experience. So I'm yeah. not really looking for excursions or, you know, things like that. So I don't okay. know if I answered your question, but yeah, sort of. So, I mean, I guess really what I'm hearing you say for me is that the people that you interacted with, especially even at the taxi in the hotel, they weren't able to tell you where to go to see any of the cultural stuff that you were interested in. Right. So nobody told you about the National Museum that we have. Um, no, I, well, I didn't hear about the National Museum until like almost time for us to leave. So I heard about wow. that. Okay. Yeah. But I've, even with... Um, I'm not even so much interested in the museums and those kind of, I want to go to right. where the people go. The, if there's right. clubs that people go to, the like, everyday mm -hmm. living for people of the land, that's that's what I look for when I go um, mm -hmm. to a place. Right. And so, and so would it surprise you? I noticed that you mentioned carnival as well. Is that something that you thought would have given you a bit more exposure to like the culture if you went to carnival? Uh, well, we that just so happened to be there. We heard about right. that on the plane. Uh, I, I wasn't thinking about Carnival, you know, on the way there or anything like that. But I was, yeah. I was like, okay, wow, this is. I didn't even know that they did that here. So that was. I thought that was great um, mm -hmm. because I learned something. So that was uh, that was mm -hmm. a good part of the trip for me. But we missed yeah. that. <laughs> right. I mean, would it surprise you? Um, somebody was asking, did you not see any locals at the Turtle Center? Because pretty much, that's uh, like. All locals yeah. Work, so. yeah yeah so the locals that I, I had a conversation with uh one guy he was and i'm not i didn't think that this was everyone there but he was mm -hmm. a little rude to me because uh you know i wear it's called a lava lava i'm from samoa mm -hmm. so uh he mm -hmm. was like kind of mocking me you know my uh you know my lava yeah. lava uh because he was calling it a dress and um that that sort mm -hmm. of thing so we were we were just kind of having fun talking like that so i was yeah i was trying to um ask so him even questions. the locals that you met that wasn't a positive experience for you really because this is right. someone who, who didn't have knowledge about other cultures right right so um I, after that i just kind of stopped talking to the people that were there except for the ladies the ladies were were very uh -huh. nice so I, I spoke to them but I, you know i could only have so much interaction with, with them because um you know we we were we were kind of like moving around so yeah um, and that, that was our last um that was on our last day there so right and you know i'm, I'm curious too about that interaction i mean limited as it might have been that you did eventually have with a local person not being entirely positive um and someone who doesn't even understand your culture or is open to other things you know saying oh you're wearing a skirt or dress or whatever what what were your impressions in terms of that what, what my interaction with him yeah yeah what were your impressions like you know um how did you feel after you did interact with a local person basically well I, 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 well i guess i came to my own conclusions uh at that point because i i and i kind of empathized with that and i probably drug it out to my own thing but um i kind of mm -hmm. felt like well maybe they're tired of tourists coming over here maybe they don't want to um 
seeing all of these people coming from somewhere else and you know mm -hmm. being uh someone who's from hawaii and you know i lived there for a while mm -hmm. uh i didn't i got tired of seeing them too so maybe that's just um i was like well maybe he just don't want to see us somewhere you know he doesn't want to mm -hmm. interact with people and um so i get it i, I wouldn't want to share culture i wouldn't want to do not that not saying that that's what uh you know that would that's what that conversation was about but mm -hmm. um you know i i just get it you know mm. if that's you know uh it's it, i don't know <laughs> uh, how long how long were you on island for how many days were you here three days it was just three days it was just three days okay mm -hmm. um did you go to peter castle did anybody say hey go check out peter castle um uh, we heard about it but this at, at that point uh i think it was we heard about most things the day we were about to leave or the night before we were about to leave. So we just stayed at, you know, at the hotel. Right, 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 right. So most of your time is actually on property. You didn't get to uh, Well, yeah, going, walking around the property, going towards uh -huh. um, um, whatever direction that shopping area was at mm -hmm. um, and just kind of looking for people to talk to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it's a, obviously that strip, seven mile strip, is a very touristy area. So, not like you're going to see locals unless they're working, probably, um, in that area in any event. But did you also think about what a local person looks like? Um, I mean, I know you said your interactions might have been pretty limited, but any idea in your head, like you know, in Hawaii, we kind of know what a native Samoan or Hawaiian person kind of looks like. In Cayman, it's actually extremely culturally mixed, which again. You may not know this, but um, you know when we when we had our Emancipation Proclamation way back when declared, fifty percent of this island were slave owners and fifty percent were slaves. So what we've had historically happen is um, you know culturally a very much of a meshing of a lot of um, those two groups. So when you look at a person, unless you're Caymanian or you're from here, you may not be able to tell. If that person's a local person or not, because a local person can have blonde hair, blue eyes. And so right. you might be looking at a per local person and not know that that's a Baden or that's a Tibbetts or, you know, so I'm kind of wondering as well what your expectations were when you thought of what do local people look like? Yeah, well, before I got there, I was I was looking for people of color. Like I know that a lot of people were mixed. So I was looking for people who were like lighter shade than me or or uh, or mm -hmm. darker, way darker than me. Um, mm -hmm. I was surprised to find that uh, a lot of uh, just they were really white looking people that mm -hmm. were native to the island. So or, or at least, you know, maybe generations mm -hmm. back. Um, so um, but even with um, the ones that we did meet that were that were white, they were actually from like uh, their roots were in Bosnia or there was another guy who ran the the rum, the rum factory or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, he was um, I somewhere by I think he was Russian or. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I didn't actually meet one that was, you know, a white person First that, that, was said that they here. were th that. Yeah. That was from there from. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. We do have a call in the line caller. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Yeah. Morning, Sonia. Morning. morning to your guests. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry that you had a terrible experience in Cayman. You met the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one Cayman you, you met. <laughs> Yeah, you met the wrong person. I mean, if you if you started off on the right foot coming off of the plane and you met a Caymanian taxi driver, you might have probably got a better experience. Yeah. I got yeah. I got to tell you that straight up mm -hmm. because but from my experience, what I'm hearing you talking about is just like the average tourist. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're the average. You're just like one in a million, like one in a one of them that in the millions. Mm-hmm. And um, bro, you 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 should have went and um, you know, just question them. Like you know, don't. It, but there's no such thing as prejudiceness. I don't believe in racism in Cayman. You know, mm-hmm. so we don't go by people, white people. I don't, I don't, I don't think about it. Sandy, I know you're different. You're Americanized. And <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I mean, it, it exists right? whether but you want listen, to think about it or not. Listen, but, yeah. I, I, I got black friends. I got white friends. We talk. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to tell you what, I don't know about the homophobic parts in the Cayman Islands. I have not met that yet. But um, I know they have some people that, that do. And majority of those people that really homophobic, they 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 be like Americans. They are actually people that had been studied in the United States, and um that I know of. And um, you know, culture culture hearing came on, bro. It's the food. If you haven't if you if you haven't been to a local restaurant, you've been to the restaurants that they say, oh yeah, this is where all the tourists like to eat, and then it's a place that is like not really cultural. Yeah, bro. You're going to have an experience like what you went through, yo. I, you go to the districts outside of Georgetown. I understand you went to Turtle Farm in West Bay, but where else in West Bay you went to? I mean, Turtle Farm is not only the only place in West Bay that you could have gone to. Meet a local and you could have probably met a lot of locals in West Bay. I mean, 90% of West Bay, other than the Jamaicans, they mixed us. They mixed up with us. They, um, okay. you know, you, you've met a lot of locals. So I I guess you just got the wrong tour guy, bro. They don't even know anybody on this island. <laughs> All right, right thanks very much. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying, listen, there is racism on this island. Let's not let's not try to pretend like that doesn't exist. There is racism and discrimination and colorism and all that kind of stuff. Telephone number nine three six two six two six. A few people want to call in. Um, you know, those things exist, but we also do have over one hundred and thirty something nationalities represented. In the Cayman Islands, um, the largest population being Jamaican. So I'm not surprised to now hear that your first experience and a lot of the people that you saw working in the hotels and so on uh, were actually Jamaican nationals. That's, you know, to be expected, in fact, um, given what we know about our immigration numbers. We've got two callers on the line. First caller up, ending in 4695. Good morning, caller. Question or comment? Good morning. How are you? Morning, morning. 4695 first. Go ahead. Yes, Morning. I I um uh-huh. I think I think we're missing the point uh-huh. to what the guest is saying. And he can correct me if I'm wrong. Um I agree with a lot of people who are commenting and saying, well, you know, he should have went outside of the tourist area. But uh-huh. what he's trying to say is he didn't know where to go because the people he ran into weren't locals and couldn't tell him where to go. So he wanted to go outside of the tourist area, mm-hmm. but he didn't know where to go because he couldn't find anyone that could tell him where to go. Mm-hmm. And no, we're, I also, we're getting it I sure. just want to, I just want to make a comment that, you know, next time, probably three days is not enough. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Definitely three days is not enough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't, I don't even yeah, have, I, listen, I, totally I, I go to Miami and that's not three, three days isn't enough to go in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with him in that our yeah. tourism sector, yeah. there are hardly any Caymanians mm-hmm. left working in the tourism sector. So yeah, I get it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. We've got another caller. Caller, go ahead. Your question or comment. 
Good morning, Good morning, Good morning sir. Um, Good morning. Yes. I so what what has happened? Your comments have already gone out there. Best thing that I see right now, mm-hmm. and this is an open invitation to you, sir. Mm-hmm. I am inviting you to come back to the Cayman Islands mm-hmm. personally. I'll give Sandy my details to give to you, and you come back here, mm-hmm. and I'll show you the Cayman that I know, and the Caymanian born and bred people, mm-hmm. and the food and the places you need to go. It's an open invitation to you and your wife to come back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And let, let, let me ask you, caller, um, I hear a little bit of an accent there. Where are you from? Well, I'm Jamaican. I was here for okay. 36 years. Okay. So I can tell you, I know what Cayman is. I've lived the Cayman life. I have been with the Cayman people. I know where they are. I'm a part of their lives every day. You have not yet seen Cayman. Yes. And All it's right. unfortunate. And, and I, I, I appreciate his comment. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that um, he didn't get a chance to actually uh, see and do the things the Caymanian way. And um, I, w- I would love the tourist board and the tourist minister to hear his views and start to consider mm-hmm. a long-term fix for his views. Yes, I appreciate it. Very All good. Right, have a great day. Thank you, darling. All right. So um, William, a, a Jamaican, is going to show you the real K-Man. <laughs> She's been here oh, long enough. She knows I'm exactly okay what's going on. So listen, one of our guests, uh, one of our listeners says, tell your guest Talofa from the only Samoan Caymanian. <laughs> Talofa, Talofa. So, <laughs> yeah. So listen, um, one one of the things about Cayman, I think that is so unique is that we are a very mixed group of people, right? So you've got Jamaican Caymanians, you've got Honduran Caymanians, you've got, you know, people really, our history, because we have a seafaring history as well, is really quite uh, interesting, unique. So one person says, um, there's more to Cayman culture than just food. It's our homes, thatch, our way of life, saying good morning and closing on a Sunday that's our culture. And also going to church, eating turtle meat, you know, our culture is probably not, you know, like even I was thinking about, you mentioned like your Samoan dance and things that's going on in Hawaii, which by the way, depending on where you are in Hawaii, obviously Hawaii is considered, you know, the big Island is, is very overdeveloped. Um, some of the pictures look like New York almost right from our perspective. And we don't aim or strive to be that commercialized. So when I look at this, I mean, this is Hawaii and I'm still like, Ooh, right. boy, that's, that's very, very commercialized. So I don't, I don't see anything exciting cultural about Hawaii at this level, but no, I do get that probably tourists get the traditional, you know, dances and stuff as part of their experience, but we don't have, you know, what our traditional dances is the, um, what's it called? The, the, uh, um, help me out. Mr. Amelia, what's your traditional dance call? the quadrille or whatever, that's something that we imported in. That's what the English people did. Because again, our, our culture is such that, you know, we we brought people to this island. It's not like we have thousands of years of people being on this island. This island, quadrille, yeah, this island is still very, very young in terms of even the people. So we do have a couple callers on the line. Uh, Aliano, are you there? Oh, here we go. Hey, Aliano, good morning. Yes, Miss Andrew, how are you doing? Not bad. How are you? All right. Mm, hello to William, too. Good morning. All right. Uh, Miss Andrew, I'm going to make some few points when it comes down to the whole tourism experience here. Yeah. One of the biggest things is, is that we oversaturate with low quality type of tours. Everything mm-hmm. is one shot. Put them in a bus, 
send them to Earl Farm. They get there. They don't experience nothing too in-depth. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know what to say about that. But when it comes to like other stuff like cruise ship passengers and stuff, they're mm-hmm. not getting the full experience because very little time on the island. Yeah. I've been in this industry for almost seven years mm-hmm. from deck on boats, doing stingray city, diving, bioluminescent mm-hmm. tours, mm-hmm. jet skis, in the likes. Yeah. And whenever I talk to tourists, the first thing they ask me is, are you Caymanian? And I tell them, yes. I tell mm-hmm. them who my mother is, who my father is, what I do. Mm-hmm. What I've been doing in this industry over the last eight years. Mm-hmm. So when William comes here and he said like he don't see the Caymanians, I feel it comes from the first experience of coming off the plane, getting to the hotel, mm-hmm. and being just caged into the product that these places are offering. They mm-hmm. don't want you to go off the beaten path mm-hmm. and experience nothing else. Right. Everything is just commercialized to that one product mm-hmm. of that property. Right. Because, I mean, Cayman culture isn't the most exciting in the world in terms of, you know, he mentioned like clubbing and different things. That's not part of our culture. Just like carnival isn't Cayman culture. Our Cayman culture is thatching, going to church or seafaring history. Um, Like I said, the dance we imported in, we don't even have a dance of our own. We didn't really keep much of our um, African ancestry. So, you know, we've whitewashed um, that part of our history. So none of that exists here. Um, yeah, and, but, you know. Yeah. Sandra, if you go to Jamaica and you are experienced a river rafting event or mm-hmm. on a river in Jamaica, is it going to be full with Filipinos operating river rafts and stuff? No, you're getting Jamaican. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is the problem now. I don't know, at some point in Cayman, an oversaturation event happened and it diluted the culture. Yes, we gave mm-hmm. it away. Mm-hmm. Now we're feeling the backlash of that giving away process. Right. So when tourists come now and they say, what is it that you do has a Cayman? I just shake my head and say, to be honest, is if it's not working, mm-hmm. I'm at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where do you eat? Well, I can't really afford to go out nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Where are the local, where are the local business? Excuse me, so my, let, miss let me, or let me ask you, William, there's not that much of that. Did anybody say to you, I don't know what days you were here for, but did, did anyone say, you know, go to, um, what, what's the one place on West Bay Road that does the um, jerk chicken and pork? Um, what's it called again? Then they have local bands and stuff play. Did you see any of that even? Peppers. No. Did, you go, did you go to Peppers while you were here? No, I, I heard about Peppers. Um, like like mm-hmm. I said, most of the things... We met a Cayman, uh, someone from Cayman on our way home. So that's that's where we, uh, uh, the experience that I got, the advice and all of that, mm-hmm. all of that we got on our way home. So hmm. uh, that's, um, you know, unfortunately, that's that was the, the timing of things. So. Yeah. So Scott says, I mean, really, what does he expect staying at the Marriott in the heart of Seven Mile Beach for three days only? Then right. his I, one excursion was to the turtle farm. I mean, come on. I just hope people don't listen to his review. As to me, he didn't even look for culture and he didn't have time. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. Like I said. Well, that's um, a given and, move, and, but and, at the end of the day, three days, you can still at least touch some portion of what it is to mm-hmm. be on the, in the Cayman Islands other than walking on Seven Mile Beach yeah. and see so quite constant a, condos and hotels. Yeah, quite a few people. Right. There's um, no beach bars on hotel in, in, on Seven Mile Beach that you can go experience an authentic, authentic Cayman-style setup or environment. Well, what, yeah, what, you got to get outside be, of Georgetown. Let me ask you a question. What would be an authentic-style 
came out and sat up for Barr? Because again, that's not our culture. Well, it our, comes our, to a point now where if he there needs to be a heavy he should have gone to church while he was here. <laughs> I mean, well, and, and come to our house and sit down and eat a plate of turtle meat from somebody in East End or whatever. So, I mean, it's a really big question about even what is Cayman culture? Because Cayman culture, to me, not nightclubs, isn't bars, isn't no, carnival. No, that's definitely not it either. But at the end of the day, too, there should be like, <laughs> all right, you drive down the road, here's a sign that's saying, stop by so-and-so in East End and experience a local mm-hmm. Cayman style turtle, plate of turtle or something. Yeah. The the bigger question for me is why is it that our hotels are not even, you know, they should have a cultural attache at every single one of these hotels who can tell people, you know, here's a flyer. These are all the local spots you definitely want to touch. Apparently that's not happening at the Marriott. So I don't know who's running the Marriott. Okay. All right. Aliano, thank you. We've got Mr. Amelia on the line. Mr. Amelia, question or comment, please. Good morning, honey child, and guess how are we today? Good, good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Blessed and highly favored beyond all measures. Good. First of all, Mm -hmm. listen to what the man is saying. Mm -hmm. He came off and the flight and he got on a bus. Most naturally, that is pre-book, number one. Number two, most naturally. What do you mean pre-booked? Pre-book is like. Mm. It's like when he paid um paid from overseas to be picked up, he joined, he, he looked up online and got a company to pick him up. Um, Did you pre-book, sir? For example. Yes, yeah. Okay. I mean everything was already set go. up, you know. All right. right. So what are you saying? Caymanians don't go. have Caymanians so, don't pre-book? I mean Caymanians. No, we have some uh-huh. we have some Caymanians owners who own pre books vehicle who yes. them themselves do not drive they have different nationality driving for them okay there's a saying say your first impression is always your last and first of all uh-huh. and foremost these people either they're being told something that's not accurate uh-huh. or <clears throat> or there is i mean there's something that, which I have had tourists tell me, oh, Miss Welcome, why is it that there's not enough um, other Caymanians that we can interact with in the hotels? It's for all mm-hmm. foreigners. We come here to, to mingle with locals. Mm-hmm. You go to restaurant, it's foreigners. You go on tours, mm-hmm. it's foreigners. And I have been in the tourism industry for donkey hunting of years. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. And sir, I am a born Caymanian. I work the ship. I do not work airport unless mm-hmm. someone asks me to pick them up. I work the ship, but the people are only here for a few hours. And when my tour is done with them, they are blown away with the, the I mean, the best tour they can ever get. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when they have passengers come off of the cruise ship for the few hours and mm-hmm. go pre-book, they do not experience what the other one's experience with the local taxi drivers. Yeah. So, so let me, I Mr. Amelia, let me ask back- you a question then, right? Um, if, if every Caymanian on this island was in tourism, which isn't obviously the case, you still would not have enough people to cover all the restaurants, all the um, taxis, everything else. So what are you going to do? You just don't have enough Andy, Caymanians in the population. Andy, let me tell you something, honey child, what you don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And I am speaking of experience. Yeah. We had Caymanians in our tourism industry, mm-hmm. but they were thrust out. They were discriminated against. There was all kind of things happened just to bring in foreigners for cheap labor and to work them like horse. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. That and, is and what, one what of about the reasons- a lot of our new Caymanians who have no interest in being in tourism? I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, I'm 50 How now. How do you but- know that, Sandy? No, How no, do you know I that? Have, I'm what telling I'm, you, I have no interest in tourism. That's what I just said to you. I'm talking about myself. No, that's you. Right. That is but you. I'm okay, saying there might you. be a lot of Caymanians who have a diverse, you know, they want to do different things. Look at this. We have so had how a lot of Caymanians. Mr. Amelia, listen to my question. How are you, how is the government or people attracting Caymanians to tourism? I have no interest in driving a, a taxi bus, right? I mean, I'm not saying that's the entire tourism experience. There's a lot of other things, but the real question is how do you attract young Caymanians to tourism? How? How do you attract young Caymanians? I think if the government was to put their foot down and enforce that these people hire our Caymanians, because not, in our Caymanians, you don't understand the question. The question, the question isn't on the side. How do you attract them? Yes. How do you attract them, Sandy? When yeah. they go, yeah, you're you're talking like that. We have Caymanians not going to to wanting to be in tourism. Well, that is we also true. That is also true. Who you're, to be you're not in tourism. But at the end of the day, they're not being hired. But Ramilia, let me give you an example. You have a lot of Caymanians who have no interest in tourism. So how do you make let me, tourism Sandy, more Sandy. interesting to them? Sandy, there's a lot of money in tourism. Well, there it's, it's is a lot of self-joy. Hold on, hold on. There's a lot of self-joy and pride in tourism. Mm-hmm. You understand? I am telling you from experience. Well, you sound, you sound, you, you sound miserable what? to me in tourism. So I'm thinking, I don't want to be in tourism. You sound I like you've not had a good experience. <laughs> so oh I'm my like, God, well, you don't behave yourself. <laughs> let me tell you, I adore working in tourism. Oh I, my, my passion is seeing people happy, leaving our island with a memorable experience. Mm-hmm. That is Romelia's passion. Okay. You understand? Mm-hmm. People that take my tour, oh, my, Miss Romelia, I can't wait to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lovely tour. We had, they had a beautiful experience. They're going home and tell all their friends about it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what I am trying to say to you is that these the the the, the, the employers are are turning our Caymanians away and bringing in foreigners and smothering our culture. Hmm. Okay, you not see it. All right, I am thank telling you, you and I'm asking you. Okay, thank you're you most welcome. All right, we've got some other callers who are calling in nine three six two six two six. Um, I think there's multiple things uh, going on here for sure. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello? Caller? Yes, morning. Good morning, Sandra. Hi, morning. How you doing? And good morning to the guy on the phone. His name is what, William? William, yes. yes. He's on, live on the show. Okay, Um, this is the cold hard truth, right? Yes, sir. So I'm going to give him the cold hard truth that okay. you guys have been giving to this morning. All right. Okay, Um, he came here to the poor culture and stuff, but... um. We have call it about 79, 80,000 people here, mm-hmm. and we and we might have 20,000 locals. Mm-hmm. I mean, as in local, local, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not the imported locals, not the residency that's from right. not from here, you know. So, um, with saying that, we have 150 odd different nationalities living in 76 square miles. So, yes. um, 
that would make the Caymanians a minority of a minority in their own minorities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you um, everywhere you go in the industry is um, you 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 might find one local mm-hmm. among fifty expats. Mm. So um, for him to have the Cayman feel or um, whatever we call culture, it's going to be a mix. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe what he wants to say, he wants to say what culture is like. When I go away, um, I want to do what the locals do. I don't mm-hmm. want to go to, um, I don't want to be somebody to speak like a tourist. I want to see the country. So I would want to go yeah. to the local um, restaurants, the local bars, the mm-hmm. local stuff, anywhere in the world you go. Mm-hmm. So that's where we get the local feel. But in Cayman Islands, as you come off the plane, that's the last of the locals feel they're going to get, really, you know, in the airport. If somebody has a tourist on a tour. Well, he's saying that he because, didn't even see it at the airport. He didn't well, see any locals you, at the airport. So where, where are they? Well, our customs, well, <laughs> I would say 80% of our customs and immigration are is locals. still local. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, maybe he was looking for a certain look of people. But no, we are, we are like a melting pot. We're mixed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he had to keep this in mind that. We had mm-hmm. we have over eighty thousand people with only mm-hmm. twenty thousand local local. Yes. So it's hard to know who a local is unless he yes. knows somebody from here and they can come to East End and yeah. show him what real Cayman is. For sure. No, it sounds like yeah, the experience so, needs to be improved and our tour guides and hotels. It needs to be better advertised. Um, need to be ever better advertised. Need to need to step it up for sure. And because remember also, Sandra, we don't teach civics in school. So how yeah. do you know what a culture is? Hmm. Well, I keep you asking. I keep so, asking the question. That's why I was curious to know what his expectations were in terms of what he wanted to see for the culture, because a lot of Caymanians themselves don't even know what our Caymanian culture is. And I'm going to say this: I'm going to put y'all on the spot today to say most of you are not doing enough to even educate yourselves about your history and your culture. But caller, the phone lines are hot this morning. Leave me there if you can. Yes, yes. Have a good okay, one. Okay. Thanks. You too. All right, folks. So lots of callers uh, attempting to call in. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandy. Morning, honey. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I have to agree with this guest. Mm-hmm. You know, once upon a time, you'd come to Cayman, and if it wasn't locals, mm-hmm. it was at least island people mm-hmm. were working here uh, or from another country mm-hmm. and you auto- automatically had that island hospitality that island feel mm-hmm. now it's very um asian culture um we're in, in cayman oh you betcha well Philippines. well i mean he said that he what he primarily saw were jamaicans well well i find a lot of Filipinos, which did you did you see uh, any Filipinos while you were here, William? Did you see uh, any Asians that you can recall? Not not very many. I didn't see very many. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's that's a different viewpoint. I'm just I'm just sharing what I see and what I know. And mm-hmm. yes, it's okay, um, deep labor. Mm-hmm. And and the, and the sad part is, you ask these individuals, who's the premier? They don't know who's the governor. Which which, which individuals don't know who's the premier? The Filipinos. Okay. And and so if I pulled up the video that we had last week, where Caymanian students at UCCI also didn't know who the premier was, what would you say about that? 
I, well, I find it sad that people don't even know who's, um, you know, sitting at, at the head of the class um, for this country. Mm. I, I find it sad that they don't know who the new governor is. I find it sad that people aren't, people in general, mm-hmm. aren't finding out, but especially the people that come here from other countries. Mm-hmm. I know the Filipino English test is given in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Filipinos still don't communicate very well, nor do they understand very well when you're trying to have a conversation with them. It's okay. nothing against them. I just think we need to take a step back. Yeah. And when we bring people into the island, they, they need to know something about Cayman. They, they need to be able to communicate with everyone. They need to be able to, you know, just be uh, embracing and engaging mm-hmm. uh, everything and not try mm-hmm. to change whatever little culture is left because there is real no culture left here on Game Man. Mm. The, okay. the, the, the culture is um, the seafarers, mm-hmm. the guys that went to sea. Yes. As I said, but there is real no culture on, on, on one of your uh, pages. That, that, that's what the culture is. Okay. That's what Cayman is known for. And the hardworking and proud families that stay behind. Mm-hmm. What, what, what other culture is there? <laughs> well, that's a good we, question. We, we've Americanized this country. Yes. So severely. But, but, um, Carla, we do have four other people on the line, but, but, uh, let me thank you for those comments and we'll move on. Certainly. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And let me also say this, um, William, you did mention Chuck E. Cheese and malls here, neither of which we have, by the way. So I just wanted to pick a little bit of a bone with you in terms of details. But we do have the Minister of Tourism actually on the line this morning. Good morning to the Honorable um, Kenneth Ryan. Good morning, Sandra. And good morning to William. Good morning. Can you can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Fine. Thank you. All right. Um, good morning, William. Um, first, morning. before I, I have any commentary, I want to say on, on behalf of my good people of the Cayman Islands, I'm so sorry that you had the experience that you had. It's not what we want our guests um, and our visitors to feel. Uh-huh. And um, I'm, I'm, I think you're from the West Coast. Am I right, William? I think Illinois. Uh- yeah, I live in Illinois, but I moved all over the country. So, well, I, I want to say today that I'm I'm willing to to have you free of charge um, fly on our national airline, Cayman Airways, um, to the closest state to you to 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 fly back to Cayman, and I will um, through my department, through my ministry, I will I will cover. Uh, three nights again for you to stay in the Cayman oh, Islands on behalf well, of my can, ministry. Can we, can we maybe make him stay in, in a Caymanian home or somewhere else other than a hotel where he can actually get a true experience oh, off a well, seven-mile strip? <laughs> well, we definitely would uh, make sure that his second trip is is not like that. Um, yes. um, so I would like for you to share your details with, with Sandra, yeah. which I'm certain yeah. you have already, yeah. because we have to make sure that you understand what Cayman is really about. Um, so I hope that you um, yes. accept that offer on behalf of my people so I can show you what Cayman is really about. Oh, and and what, what are we going to do, uh, Minister Brian, about the fact that visitors can come here and have this type of experience where they're saying that they're not meeting Caymanians in, 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 tour, in um, transportation, which I know I think that still falls under. Is, does that still fall, fall under you? Was that 
now, Mr. Minister J.E. Banks. But again, you know, uh, we, we have people driving buses and picking up, you know, people and they don't know where to tell them to go and how to have a true Caymanian experience. Uh, someone is asking about if the Pride program uh, still exists, um, you know, and whether or not we are even training people in tourism. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to say some things before that, but uh, if, if you want me to respond to your questions, yes, mm -hmm. the pride program is, is, is strong. Mm -hmm. we, we train people every day from the department of tourism mm -hmm. and the pride program is offered um, any hotel, regardless of whether they're Caymanian or not, their employees are welcome to take it. Matter of fact, they're encouraged to take it. I personally wish I could make it mandatory to take mm -hmm. um, uh, by way of part of their work permit application. Um, but we're not at that point now. Um, more importantly, I think that I'm happy that there has been some analysis amongst the callers and, and many people are getting it right as to the symptoms of the problem which William experienced. We are a jurisdiction of uh, 80,000 people. Sorry, just one quick second. We do have three other callers on the other line. I need you guys to cut down whatever background noise that you have going on. So if you're listening through your radios callers, you need to cut those off so that because people are complaining that they can't hear the minister properly. So um, if you're on hold right now, I have three of you. Please cut down your radio, whatever it is in the background that's making that noise. Go ahead, minister. Uh, thank you. I was just saying that most of your callers have a, a strong analysis as to the symptoms of the problems that we're having um by way of the population and the makeup i i i think i'm going to um, steal that quote i'm a minority of a minority because that is 100 percent true uh, we do have caymanians uh, mm -hmm. which average about 48 percent of our population and of that 48 percent only 50 percent of that are what we call indigenous caymanians which will understand and have the flavor of the culture upon which you seek mm -hmm. um so it becomes problematic uh, you also had the analysis about whether Caymanians want to be in the tourism industry or not. And you also have the analysis of the industry pushing them out. There is some truth, a little bit of truth to all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what we try to rectify on a daily basis while at the same time allowing the economy and the industry to survive because the industry does need um, Cayman, uh, workers uh, and there's not enough Caymanians um, venturing to it. There are Caymanians who are applying though, I must agree with Romelia. And, and I am not happy, to be honest with you, most times where the industry doesn't make enough effort to, to work with our locals, regardless of any deficiencies for some. Some of them will come with their deficiencies, but it's mm -hmm. important that we work with them regardless. Mm -hmm. And the government, you can't say we're not training them because the government spends millions of dollars every year. We have the hospitality school at UCCI. Well, look, look, can I just All pause you there, actually, because someone yeah. says to ask Kenneth about the School of Hospitality and how many graduates are coming out of that program. Do we have any numbers on an annual basis of how many people are graduating from that school? I don't have them offhand, um, mm -hmm. but interestingly enough, we just had a graduation on Thursday um, okay. and we have a new cohort of almost 20 young kids who are coming back into it. Mm -hmm. But 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 that that shouldn't be a symbol of the amount of people who want to be in it because you don't have to graduate in hospitality to be in hospitality. Mm -hmm. I myself used to be a bartender. I used to be a bellman. I was a front desk person at the hotel, mm -hmm. the same hotel upon which he stayed. And I had no training whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The best training I had was I was a Caymanian and I knew what to say and I knew how to handle 
persons on a service level. It's no different than working at Foster's as a cashier or working at a at a um, you know a beauty salon. It's about service and your service and your customers. So you don't have mm-hmm. to be trained in it specifically. It's great to have that qualification, but all you have to do is is want to do so. So ask ourselves the questions: What are the things that cause us to want to be in the industry? Mm-hmm. It has to be an inviting industry and environment for our locals. Mm-hmm. We have to have locals who want to commit to it. It is a it is a a non conventional um, industry whereby your working hours ain't nine to five, which mm-hmm. sometimes may be problematic for families. Um, if you have a child, you know you got to get the kid that's from school and so forth, and you work long hours and so forth, as well as the salary is is questionable. I saw a comment on there, person saying they want steady income, particularly if you have mortgages and and so forth, and and up and down of tourism in the down season when the income isn't as high, mm-hmm. and that's where my job comes into in the slow season to try to get tourism numbers higher, and we're also going through a review of our minimum wage, which would possibly help that. But a lot of it does have to do with our immigration mm-hmm. policies in respect to what we mandate those who come to live here to give their experiences. But the industry has to be, the industry stakeholders have to be a a key component to this. So let's get back to Mr. William himself. Mm -hmm. Mr. William came here, excited about the Kim Islands, probably went online, looked it up and said, I want to see this beautiful little island. Um, And it's upon the industry to make sure, industry stakeholders to say, I've got to make sure these people get an authentic feel Uh, Mm -hmm. and not just send them to what we call the Chuck E. Cheese's of the industry, meaning the conveyor belt commercialized um, tourism. Mm -hmm. There is room for that. But if a guest is asking, I want something authentic, I want true culture, they have to have connections and networks within the community where, for instance, don't keep them on Seven Mile Beach. Let's send them to East End. Let's send them to Bordentown. Let's send Mm -hmm. them in the heart of West Bay where he can go to the more cultural restaurants where he can get a a plate of oxtail or or some conch or some turtle Mm -hmm. to eat. Um, uh, maybe, maybe the not not a commercialized big tour company, but you know, Mr. Bush or Mr. Anglin from West Bay can give him a personalized tour where he hears the culture, how he grew up, where his father went to sea, and so forth. So I just think it's just unfortunate that he mm-hmm. had the experience. Yeah, uh, and okay. and you shouldn't leave it up to the guest alone mm-hmm. to figure this out because it's already uh, like a diamond in the hay or, or a needle in the hay to find. It's up to the industry, and unfortunately. I have to agree that the industry itself, mm-hmm. because they try to, to consume as much of the um, profits as they can to keep mm-hmm. it internal to where they are. And, and naturally, any business would want to do that. Mm-hmm. But this is the important part of understanding that we're all in this together. And if you want that guest to come back again and said, you know, William came here with his mm-hmm. family, he had such a great time, he saw, he understood the people, I'm going to book again that if the industry understands to 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 sell that, they'll get repeat business mm-hmm. the second time around. So I, I know there's over analysis right. here yeah. and I don't and want we to do overwhelm have six William, other people but... on hold, Minister. So um okay, so I will I will definitely up. yes. Let me just wrap up for William please. Uh, and Mr. William again on behalf of my people, I do apologize you went through that. I am I if once she gives you my contacts when you call, we'll talk. We'll get you a flight back to the Cayman Islands mm-hmm. uh, from any destination we're flying from. If you make it to those destinations, we'll give you a free uh, free trip. 
and we'll have you covered awesome. for three nights. And I can promise wow. you, we'll find the most most cultural Caymanians we can mm-hmm. find to make sure you feel the experience of the Cayman Islands. And again, I'm sorry, and I hope that you come back to our country, okay? God Thank bless you so much, Ewa. Thank you. All right, appreciate it very, very much. All right, we've got six callers. I had to mute you guys because you guys are not doing a good job of muting your background noise. But let's try to do it in the order. Um, be as brief as you can because we do have quite a few people here. So, um, caller ending in eleven ten. You're up first. Question or comment? Yes. Good morning. Father. Morning. Good. How are you? Morning. Here again. I have a question morning. for Kenneth, but he already hang up for the minister. Okay. Um, if ten, if ten foreign nationals call in and say they had a bad experience, who's going to put the bill? Is it him personal or the Department of Tourism? This is the problem today. Yes, okay. William may have had a bad experience, mm-hmm. but. Um, when you well, I, I think his Mariah, expectations definitely were not managed. That's I sure. think, yes. But if you're going to send the Mario, which is seven miles, mm-hmm. and again, I think maybe one or two people he met within the Marriott that were Jamaicans. Marriott usually have more of an Indian, Hispanic employment ratio there, right? Okay, well, let's ask William. Uh, William, did you see any Indians or Hispanics working at the Marriott when you were there? He said he uh, mostly saw Jamaicans. Um, well, no, uh, there were some Indians as well. I saw Indians. Um, I, know, I saw some there. people that were white. Caller, let, it, let, uh, him, let him answer. Let him answer. The question was for him. Go ahead, William. Well, no, yeah, I, I, I saw Indians. I saw Jamaicans. Uh, I saw some white people. I don't know if they were, uh, you know, Camian or, you know, or not. But those are the main three that I saw. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. Go ahead, so, Caller. Um, it's like me going to Miami for the weekend, right? And as I get there, I meet a Cuban, right? So my perspective, my perception and um, assumptions going off, oh, Miami is for Cubans, right? So if well, you're going to Miami, actually it is, but go on. You, it, <laughs> but if you want to see Americans, you go to Houston, you go to Tampa, you go to Orlando, you don't draw conclusion off of three days and uh-huh. and because you put your foot outside the seven miles. So if you want to live on seven miles, you're going to find tours on seven miles. You're not going to find locals on Seven Mile like mm-hmm. that. You ha- you do have locals. Peppers is right there. He heard about that. Right. Okay. Call it, call it. Wait, wait, wait. One at a time. He heard right. about Peppers. Peppers was there. All yeah, I mean, Peppers is, is like literally right across the street. So I'm surprised exactly. nobody told him walk over across exactly, the street. Right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if that's the one that's across the street, I, I went to that one. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't remember the names. And I've been on oh, several okay. trips after that. So, mm-hmm. but I've, you know, we you did go to jerk peppers. chicken, but of course, you know, jerk chicken not really came out in either. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, caller, let's move out on to the next caller. Out, sorry, Sandra, one second. Out of those three days, he only came out one day. So in one day, there's little for him to do, right? And I think we need to be very careful about the information we mm-hmm. put out there because it can be misconstrued, right? Mm-hmm. It can't oh, you, be. You come off mine. Let me get on mine. That's like the caller that called you. Yeah. All right, caller. Thank you very much. Oh, and by the way, William, um, probably one of the biggest um, cultural things and 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 pastimes in the Cayman Islands is um, is is gossiping and engaging in sus. So the next time you come, we need to get you. Uh, <laughs> good to know. That's good we need to, to get you to sit down and and you know talk about some sus that's happening. Anyway, next caller. Is uh, let me see. We got fifty three sixty nine. Is up next. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, William. Good morning, morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Sandra, I, I wanted to in, in all the talking. I just wanted to make a comment about culture, right? Mm-hmm. You see, the thing with culture, it's the young people that take culture forward. Mm-hmm. We always talk That's about like here. Mm-hmm. We always talk about the old people and the seafarers. 
Sorry, somebody else on the line. We got three more people, honey, Joe. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to I remind them to, to be courteous. Yes, go ahead. All right. Yeah. So the thing yeah, is, is that all of the old people are dying off, right? And the and the children are not taking the culture forward. And the reason mm -hmm. why they're not taking it forward is because they're not taught to innovate. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to draw a comparison with Jamaica, for example. Mm -hmm. You can't go to any corner on God's green earth and not find somebody that doesn't know anything about Jamaican culture. You want to know why? Because the Jamaican innovate. They have a culture of innovation. Anywhere you go in the world, you can you know about cricket. The Japanese know about it. The Russians know about it. The Indians know about it. Everywhere they know about it. Are the two most popular genres of music now, mm -hmm. that being hip-hop mm -hmm. and reggaeton, both have their roots in Jamaican reggae and, and dance music. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we teaching the children here to take what we have our mm -hmm. culture, the little bit of culture that we have, right, and innovate. We see, like, local singers, you know, people want to go out into the recording industry. What are they doing? Mm -hmm. They're, oh, well, they, they're doing it like, an, they, they're doing hip-hop style music here, which doesn't mm -hmm. fit for here. Why aren't they taking things like the swanky band, the kitchen band, and making music that, <coughs> excuse me, that, that mm -hmm. innovate, reflect, uh, that's reflective of our culture. That, mm -hmm. yes, that is a part of our thing. But why aren't we having people here make like new fashion with with with, with the such role? You know, such in all our in all our, our all our dresses and stuff like that. I'm just saying, Sandra, is that it's the young people who take it forward, and mm -hmm. until we get the young people interested in the culture and and inculcate in them, a yeah, they, don't, they don't even know who the premier is. So good luck with that one. But okay, well, because they're not taught it. Well, anyway, yeah. that's all I wanted to I, say. I, I totally you. agree. Thank you so much, caller. All right, we got. Two more people in the line. Please remember um, to minimize your background noise. 5251, you're up next. Good morning. Hi, Kayla. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Mr. Um, Sandra. And good, good morning. morning, especially Mr. William. Yes. Good morning. I apologize for the treatment you've been treated with, so, sir. But anyway, just call in to Sandra. Always asking, you know, they always asking why came I in and out in college. I left school doing a basketball, but it was much, much, it was kind of one of those days. You never come home broke. You always even got a dollar or a dollar fifty. Yeah, hello? Oh, I think her call got dropped. All right, uh, caller, next caller. You're up. Good morning. Yeah, you, you, yeah you guys got to make sure that when you're, when you're on the line, don't listen to the show in the background because it's coming through with a lot of interference. Morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, good morning to um, your guest there, Mr. William. Mm -hmm. Good morning. I, morning. I personally can identify with what that gentleman is saying. I have experienced it. I have had other people here on the island driving them from the hotel back to the airport asked mm -hmm. me the same question and mm -hmm. told me about the experience that they had not even meeting one single local person after they left the mm -hmm, airport. Mm -hmm. So I can identify with him. I heard the minister on there just now talking about bringing the gentleman back and and giving him some oxtail. Oxtail? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we got no oxtail people. And, and, and send them across the street to, to Pepper. Yeah. Even, I, even, I, I mean, even oxtail, that's, that's not Cayman. I mean, we eat it, but that's a Jamaican yeah, dish. I don't know oxtail. Let me tell the minister one thing. And he always at my gathering. The next time, Mr. William, you come back, mm -hmm. you tell the minister you want to come out to Graham Rankin's place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You will meet all the Caymanians there 
-hmm. you will have to listen um very keenly to understand because we we speak Caymanian mm -hmm. there and I will knock your socks off with some stew count, mm -hmm. steam fish, um, stew turtle, mm -hmm. and all the all the other um rundown. Explain to me what rundown is when I get off the phone. Mm -hmm. So I can identify with what I'm saying. Half mm -hmm. of it is true. I've been to all the brunches, everyone on the Seven Mile Beach. I can remember when I knew every bartender mm -hmm. on Seven mm -hmm. Mile Beach, and we danced there every weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every weekend we danced there. So don't tell me nothing from Port Sacal straight down to, to where we call Galleon Beach. Mm -hmm. So I know what a man's saying. It's true. Mm -hmm. So I don't go beating up on the man. I'm not saying now that he was the one who experienced it or somebody might have told him. But what he's saying, 95% is true. Mm -hmm. So, um, sir, come back. Check me out. I'll be back. All right, Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Miss Darlene, I know that you were trying to call in. We're going to grab this call, and we um, want to thank uh, Mr. Williams so much for agreeing to come on the program today. And um, you know, we, we know that you've extended your time beyond um, even what we were going to do. So I really appreciate that because it's been a very, very interesting conversation. Miss Darlene, just give me one second. I'm trying to uh, reopen WhatsApp to grab your call. See lots of comments coming in. We are going to wrap up this segment because we need to talk about, of course, uh, what's happening in the country politically as well uh, this Monday morning. So, um, Ms. Darlene, give me one second here. I'm going to actually try to give you a call back. Uh oh, I think we're calling each other at the same time. She's calling and I'm calling her. So hold on. Let me hit decline and then call you back. Hello. Hi, Miss Darlene. Hey, hey. Um, yes, first of all, I'd like to um, relate to Mr. William. Um, you know, sorry, apologize for the experience that he had. Mm -hmm. And I think that Graham, Graham hit the nail on the head. And mm -hmm. definitely when he returns, he have to meet up with, with William and the bunch. Mm -hmm. But um, me working, let me tell you, this this what this man is saying mm -hmm. is the God's honest truth. I work in the tourism industry mm -hmm. and let me tell you, I work at Ritz and, and you let me tell you the people, the, the workers have no knowledge mm -hmm. of what came on. I was like strung out because everybody was coming to me. Oh, so we get this, we get that. We're how you get. And where mm -hmm. does it start? We need to have that interest in our country. We need to have the love and the passion for, for the tourism industry because that's where we're coming from. Mm -hmm. So government needs to put in place um, a civic studies. I keep saying that. They have mm -hmm. to. People, our people, our young people do not know what time of the day mm -hmm. it is when it comes to who's in, you know, the who, who the government is, what are, mm -hmm. what are main um, attractions are. They don't know anything. Yes. So again, I'm sorry, Mr. William, and I'm sure when you come go back to the Cayman Islands that you will be like Graham say your socks will be blown off. Mm -hmm. Take care and all the best for you and your family. Thank you. Thanks very much. All right. So we have some people wondering, Graham, if they can get an invitation. Karen Thompson says, am I invited too? I'm salivating. <laughs> well done. I'm sure William will appreciate Caymanian culture um, at your home. And uh, Lavana is also asking if she's going to be getting an invite so she can have some food. Balika says the fundamental problem 
is that politicians sold off the country in 2003 with mass status grants. Also, there's never been a policy to ensure that the local population is kept at a certain percentage of the total population. A tourist would not have to work too hard, should not have to work too hard to find indigenous Caymanians. Thank you. Another person on WhatsApp made the point that um, Jamaicans are ruining our um, tourism product, and maybe we need to just admit that. Um, let me just read you exactly what she said. She said, good morning. Everyone's ignoring the big elephant in the room. Jamaicans are ruining your visitor's experience. Facts. You need to share Cayman voices with William. I'm, I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. Another person says the Department of Tourism created Cayman Kind, but the vast majority of employees in the tourism industry are work permit holders from all over the world. How can we expect Cayman Kind from nationalities other than Caymanians? They're... Uh, only here to escape poverty and live a life a million times better than they had before. The tourism industry needs to be shifted so the majority of persons employed in it are Caymanians. Um, someone says that Kenneth needs to throw in a day trip to the Brack or Little Cayman for William as well. Um, caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, uh, good morning to the people who came on as well as CMR. Um, William, good morning. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Good morning. I, uh, I actually wanted to express two points. Mm -hmm. um, William, thanks for visiting Kim Allen's. Um, I know that we strive to be as authentic as possible, but um, I'm really happy that you actually pointed out what the problems are. Um, I strongly feel that you're not the first person that made these comments about their visit to the Kim Islands and there's hundreds more before you that has mm -hmm. said the same thing. People are trying to make every visitor's trip as authentic to mm -hmm. the culture as possible. Now, uh, I want to make a point to Honorable Minister Kenneth Bryan. Mm -hmm. um, I completely disagree with that and William, I do apologize. But we should have had everything correct from mm -hmm. the beginning. Yes, of course. Not, not given a second chance to the make first a first experience. impression. Yeah. Right. And if that happens, we're lit he's going to be opening up Pandora's box um, because there's going to be hundreds of more people calling in or yes. posting do we, videos. Do we do any balance. sort of exit interviews? I mean, this is a question for tourism, for the Department of Tourism. But when people get back on these planes, whether it's American or United or wherever they're flying in, are we doing any exit interviews to even get their feedback in terms of, you know, what the experience? We could do it at the airport while they're sitting in the in the lounge area waiting to catch the flight. Um, why aren't we getting any feedback from visitors on what their tourism experience was? I mean, we could have a personal ambassador that could be strolling around the airport. That could be an option. But one point I want to make um, there should be some sort of packages, cultural, mm -hmm. authentic packages for visitors that they can choose from. Maybe mm -hmm. with the support of Department of Tourism, um, you mentioned about Kim and Kind. How about implementing um, places, you know, approved by Department of Tourism, welcome all tourists, something mm -hmm. that certifies or shows the tourists, hey, these are great spots, local spots to visit to and experience, have the local food, have the meet and talk with the local mm -hmm. uh, persons. But I, I really, really disagree on the offer. I do apologize again, William, 
but the first impression is the most important one. And we never, we never did that. So hopefully we can correct that and Mm -hmm. we have a better experience for everybody to enjoy. Thank you so much, Colin. Appreciate it very much. All right, we're going to start to wrap up this particular segment. Another um, uh, comment came in. This caller said, uh, or listener to the program said, Jamaicans know about Jamaican culture because it is taught in schools. I heard that in Trinidad and Tobago schools, um, they're taught up to primary six, exclusively taught about TNT heritage and culture. Only after they know themselves are they taught about uh, taught about cultures and other countries. We don't teach Caymanians identity, heritage, culture, and our identity, heritage, and culture is being diluted rapidly by the other nationalities who have come here. The visitor needs a meal of stew conch, fish, turtle, ground provisions, cassava, a custard pop cornbread, coconut drops, and her mint hard candies to have an ex- a Cayman experience. So in case you haven't noticed, um, William, our Cayman culture and experience um, really centers around food a lot. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. So you can put on a few pounds the next time you come. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because we do need to unpack quite a bit uh, politically that's happened over the last couple of days. William, thank you so much for agreeing to um, come on the program. Thank really you. appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your busy schedule. And uh, you definitely got, like I said, a lot of people thinking about Cayman culture and a few other aspects. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my dear. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. So some um, very, very um, good, uh, you know, uh, comments and stuff again. Thanks to William. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And, you know, we all have an opinion here. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that as Caymanians, we're not particularly interested in our own culture. So I hear the conversations about expats coming here and diluting our culture and doing this and that. But like that last person said, why isn't the teaching of our culture a huge part of our curriculum? And who is setting the curriculum? Are those not Caymanians who are the minister of education is a Caymanian? People in the ministry, who do we have hired in the ministry that they should be ensuring that Caymanian, especially in government schools, but in all schools, that Caymanian culture and heritage is a large part of the curriculum and a large part of um, what our children are actually learning. Even, even if it's not inside of our schools, what are you all doing on an individual level to teach your children about Cayman culture and Cayman heritage. Um, I'm going to put you to task and say that you all are simply not doing enough. Enough of your children don't know anything about the history or culture of this country if they're not taught it in schools. As a parent, as a Caymanian, it is, is it not your responsibility to ensure that your children learn about their seafaring history, learn about local dishes and cuisines and whatever? The National Museum is there. How many of you ever go to the National Museum? How many of you are members? They have a membership program. I hear the membership program numbers are dismal, to say the least. How many of you are members there? When was the last time you went to Pedro Castle? (coughs) Sorry. And you did a tour of Pedro Castle. We've got the the National Gallery. We've got the National Trust. You know, we have organizations that are trying to uh, preserve Cayman culture and to offer quite a bit to the people of this country in terms of historical information. But the real question becomes how many of you were actually involved in that? If you wanna see tourism grow with Caymanians, encourage your children to you know, explore careers in the tourism industry. This person says that nine people graduated in the last cohort from the hospitality school. That's nine out of 25. 
that's not really a success story when you talk about putting more Caymanians in tourism. Even 25 isn't a huge number, but if you had 20 out of the 25 actually graduate, maybe we could be patting ourselves on the back a little bit when we hear that only nine out of 25 graduated from the hospitality school. Yeah. Mm. We got some problems. So uh, there's there's a lot of blame and and you know uh, finger pointing to go around. As I've said here before, we need to turn that finger around and point it at ourselves. We can't point it at the Filipinos. We can't point it at the Jamaicans or other people who are taking up opportunities that are available in this country. And let us also be very very cognizant and very very honest. Even if every single Caymanian was involved in tourism, there still wouldn't be enough. And not every Caymanian is going to be interested in tourism. I have no interest in tourism. I don't feel any way about telling you all that. I would not work in the tourism industry for a number of reasons. I just don't want to work in tourism. It's not my personality. It's not my flavor. I don't want to be nice to, to people all the time, to be quite frank and honest, um, who are visiting your country. And it doesn't mean that I wouldn't even necessarily be good at it. I just don't want to do it. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. An interesting subject. I know you're on your last leg of that subject, but mm -hmm. I want to give my input in the tourism business. I was into it for 32 years. Mm -hmm. I was always an ambassador to tourism. Mm -hmm. when, when the Department of Tourism is having all of these uh, grandiose things, I was never invited. But that, that did not um, turn my back on on the, this, uh, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I would always make sure that when I was, of course, I was into the water sports business. I always made sure that the people were treated as a person, not as a number. Mm -hmm. And I did not see the tourists as uh, um, as Barclays Bank or, a, or with a dollar sign. When I when I was briefing my people going out to this uh, Stingray site, I would always tell them about the Cayman Islands, and that is one of the things that is lacking in the water sports business that you do not find people that know enough about the Cayman Islands. They can honestly talk like a Caymanian mm -hmm. because that which which operator which boat is out there now that it, that they find even find a Caymanian on, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and a lot of Caymanians, a majority I would say ninety percent of the young Caymanians that I employed was three months. I could not treat them better. I paid them $120 a day. And that's been many years ago. So the town said it wasn't getting, they were underpaid. Mm -hmm. Just that they showed no interest. And I could not, if, if Christ ordained me to be any better than I was, I don't know how I, I would be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I went out there because I always wanted to be the tourism ambassador. I didn't want to imp to to impress anybody. I was different than anybody else. No, mm -hmm. but pro the problem is that we're getting in the water sports business. A lot of these small operators, everybody thinks, oh, well, so and so is making money, yeah. so I can 
start my business, but mm -hmm. they don't don't realize it just does not come easy. Yes. You have to have liability insurance. A lot yeah. of them do not have liability insurance. Well, I mean, and listen, the fir first thing you got to do is have a love for what you do. And if you don't yes. have the love for tourism and working yeah, but, in that industry, right? Somebody just mentioned that there's a lot to it. You know, you've got to doing things from washing of pots, cooking, cleaning, cleaning toilets, all this kind of stuff. You have to do a lot of mundane things that are not fun. It's not all just about interacting with the tourists. There's quite a bit involved in it. And at the end of the day, folks, you know, it's part and parcel of whatever industry you're in that there are going to be aspects of it that you don't find enjoyable. But, you know, you still have to be passionate about it to kind of push through all of those things. So, listen, yeah. it's a business just like anything else. I think we obviously have a lot of work to do. I hope that people in DOT are paying attention to, you know, what our visitors are saying, the types of experiences that they're having. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of ironic in a way that, you know, we jumped on the whole development thing, which we're going to segue now into that because that has a lot to do with what's happening politically in this country at the moment. But we want to talk about big developers and, and development of this country. And yet it, it's a foreign national that comes here and tells us that we don't have any culture or tells us like what our identity is. Right. Or, or that they can't find Caymanian culture. William admitted he doesn't even know what a Caymanian looks like. So, you know, there are some Caymanians who might have a Jamaican accent, but all he heard was that Jamaican accent. He thought we were all kind of like he said, going to be brown, dark skinned people. And that's not necessarily true. Caymanians run the gamut. So it's entirely possible that he saw Caymanians, but he didn't know that they were Caymanians. But having said that, obviously, in my opinion, the first line of people that he should have been seeing at the airport indeed were Caymanian. Someone said, very, very tongue-in-cheek, if you want the Caymanian experience, go down to the bus depot. If anyone wants to see what tourists experience, just go down to the bus depot by the library and listen to the loud, angry shouting of the drivers, not one Caymanian voice. And again, who is responsible for that? Like, you can't blame anybody else. Because Caymanians are the ones, whether they have a piece of paper to now be a Caymanian or whatever the situation is, they're the ones who are getting the tour licenses, um, tour guides, and then refusing themselves to work in the business and hire other people. And who are they hiring? Whoever the heck is out there driving the buses. That's who they're hiring. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, who y'all blaming for that? Everybody wants to talk about the overdevelopment of this country and yet no one is willing to make the hard decision to pump the brakes on development and said, okay, let's slow things down. Let's back up a little bit because that's going to mean less money in your pocket. Remember just last week, we had a caller call in or mention the program that we need more tourists, right? That we need more, 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 and more because it's just not enough. Sardines, let's pack them in. Let's have as many people coming here as possible. Nobody wants to take a step back and say, we missed a massive opportunity during COVID when the country was shut down to redefine and relaunch and repackage and, you know, fix a lot of things. We were shut down for what, two years? How long was it? Almost two years. And we did nothing during that time. We couldn't even freshen up our port. Remember when we reopened, it was a mad rush to go slap some paint out on, out on the port. Our people are not ready for the cold hard truth. And the core hard truth is we're not doing what we need to be doing, right? All we want to do is complain, be, moan, and complain. That's what that's our national pastime. But when it actually comes to getting something done, get up, do something, 
Who, where, where are all of you? Find that you can talk it, but where are you? What are you actually doing to improve the situation in this country? So let, let's talk about politics this morning because I'm already feeling salty. And I gotta tell you that after what transpired on Friday, to say that I'm pissed off would probably be an understatement. We have elected people, and I'm gonna make some very general statements this morning. And if the cap fit, wear it. If the cap don't fit, don't be messaging me during the show, talking about somebody say, you mentioned my name, I don't give two cahoots. Don't message me today, because today wouldn't be a good day for you, okay? Uh, let me meet, be very, very frank here, and I intend to take no prisoners this morning. We have hired a bunch of politicians who are self-serving, duplicitous Spanish machettes. And they are all about themselves, folks. How high they can get politically, what position they can get in, how much money they can take home at the end of the day, what developers can have them in their back pocket to help them run their next campaign and buy off you, the voters. We have got to stop this nonsense. Hmm? Now, before I open my mouth, you know, on Friday, um, Dwayne Seymour decided that he was going to resign from the PAC government. And his so-called reason for doing so, he alleges, oh, leadership of this country. Dwayne Seymour, you're less than honest. Let me get up. Let me get up. I've been sitting all this time, folks, but it's time for us to take a stand in this country. This is my country, and I am sick and tired of politicians thinking that they own this country and they're going to do whatever the hell they want. We need to put a stop to them. And it got start here today if it hasn't already started. Listen to me very, very carefully. Let me move over my little stepping mat, child. Mm -hmm. All right. Dwayne Seymour, nothing surprises me with you. I mean, really and truly. You can try and give people all the chances in the world that you want. But when people show you their true colors, make sure you understand and you believe them the first time. Okay. Now, he's always, I don't know who the hell writes his speeches for him, but he needs a new speech writer. Oh, I'm always the one who is going to um, surprise you. Uh, you know, I I'm always the underdog who's going to surprise you. Son, you're not surprising nobody. Surprising who? Must be them fools in Baden Town that keep voting you in just because you can throw a little party and give them some free alcohol because you're certainly not surprising me with your shenanigans. Oh, people underestimate me. No, sir. Nobody not underestimating you. I see you for exactly what you are. Huh? You're less than lackluster intellectual capability is the, the least of your problems. Your biggest problem, sir, is you're not loyal to anybody but yourself in dollar signs. You're not loyal to the people of this country. So let us unpack the nonsense that you expect us to believe. And I'm not gonna play his full 10 minutes resignation because when I tell you that's not even worth the, the breath that he was breathing at the time, I am telling you not a word of lie. John, John, you are ridiculous. Tell the people the real reason why you are playing political games here this morning. You and Chris Saunders, Minister Brian, I hear your name mixed up in this. Jay, I hear your name mixed up in it. Isaac, I hear your name mixed up in it. Come to the people and tell them the truth. Hmm? Y'all can find my number when you want to talk BS. You better find it here today and tell the truth. 
Because guess what? The people of this country deserve to know what's really going on. And I have been digging. Y'all don't know the digging I was doing this weekend and the people I were talking to. And you know what insults me the most? Is when someone thinks that I'm stupid enough that they're going to lie to me to my face. And I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm. And they actually think I'm believing them and their foolishness. Here goes John John. This is what he pulled a Friday at four o'clock. And let me tell y'all something, right? For a man who claims that he cares about the people of this country, I'm going to put his behind to task here this morning. And I'm going to demonstrate to you that he don't give one cahoots about any of you. So pay attention. I have given leave to the Honorable Minister of Border Control and Labor to make a personal explanation. Mm-hmm. All right, so this was in the Legislative Assembly, folks. Friday afternoon, uh, right around 4 o'clock, John John gets up to make this Madam statement. Speaker, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Hurry up, son. We not got As all a day. matter of courtesy, Madam Speaker, courtesy, and respect to this honorable house, he not got no respect for nobody. I will be submitting my resignation from the PAC mm -hmm. government. Mm -hmm. And I will be delivering a copy to the acting governor today. Can I lay a copy of this on the table of this honorable house? Mm. Yes, you may, honorable member. Not mm -hmm. an honorable, but these people, make sure y'all know that from now. Most of them don't have an honorable bone in their body. Mm-hmm. He sure taking his time, that's for sure. Mm, mm, mm. Hurry up, John John. Say what you got to say. It takes you so long to, to put this little story together. Watch him now with his lies. Do you intend to speak further? <laughs> uh, thank you, Madam what? Speaker. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I literally just spit out. I, and I lying there. Look, look at my keyboard all wet up. I haven't. This is the first time I listened to the whole thing, right? Madam Speaker. That if you intend to speak further, I literally just spit out. Miss Stacy, you have to bring me some more. Um, <laughs> I literally just spit out what I had in my mouth because I'm saying the same thing. What is taking you so long? You know, you had this plan for the longest time. So when she's like, are you intending to speak further? I just spit out my apple cider vinegar. Jeez, I'm peace. Hold on. Sorry. I had to wipe down my keyboard, honey chill. Lord have mercy. No, sir. Look at me. Got my keyboard all wet up. I'm going to have to buy a new keyboard now. Please, um, peace. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That literally just came out of my mouth. Yes, go on. Go on, sir. The letter addressed to Her Excellency, the Governor, Ms. Owen. A resignation from the PAC government. Mm -hmm. Your Excellency, it is with extreme regret. Lies. No after regret. much prayer and consideration. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hereby tender my resignation mm -hmm. as a minister in the PAC government mm -hmm. effective immediately. Which he wasn't doing that, but we didn't get to that. Since being elected in 2009, <laughs> never have I experienced such disorganization mm -hmm. and lackluster leadership. Wow. Let me let me 
just pause him there talking about lackluster leadership, right? This is a seaman just a couple months back who was actually doing a um, a vote of confidence in the premier. Because one thing, poor Ween Panton, his head has been on the chopping block from the very minute that they went into that room and said, oh, Ween, we want you to be premier. His neck has been on the chopping block and they've all been chopping at it. Anyway, lackluster. You know what has been lackluster? And by the way, we're not taking no phone calls during this immediate segment. Let me just get this done. You know what has been lackluster, folks? John John's performance. He told me he'd been there since 2009. He has been lackluster from day one. Okay, since y'all want the truth of what is really happening in this country, this man is so lackluster. You know what he does? He sleeps during cabinet meetings. He is asleep at the wheel all the time. Y'all think I joking? I'm not joking. The man, literally people got to tap him on his leg. Minister, wake up. The man did not go to work during this tenure, just like he didn't go to work during Alden's tenure. But you know what? The progressives just kept everything on the down low. They didn't have the cold hard truth exposing nobody and exposing nothing. This is the truth. The civil servants who make up the largest working population in this country can tell you, John, John, don't be coming to work. As a minister, he does not show up. Huh? Uh -uh. He wants to question somebody else's leadership capability? Sir, you have a ministry. Some of the most important ministries there are. Border control. Security, right? It doesn't fire service fall under him. Does that one fall under him too? Labor, all these important things. You you think he not got nothing to do? Is that why he doesn't show up to work? He is used to underperforming. I always had my doubts because I said, wait a minute, yeah, no. This is the same man who under the last, but you see, the progressives put up with a lot of foolishness, right? Under the last administration as minister, he owed people pension and insurance and wasn't paying people. People were getting sick during COVID working for his company and had no coverage. The progressives was in business with that. How can you be a minister of this country? and not even follow the laws that govern everybody else. And he was not worried about it. He had the audacity during COVID to take a pension break, a pension holiday, when you weren't even paying pension to begin with. But you see, this is the slackness that goes on in this country that makes no sense. I said, wait. The government is going to pass legislation, right? That, okay, COVID hit. Let's take a, a pension holiday payments, right? Okay, fair enough. Small businesses appreciated it. But if you were already in arrears, where's Mr. Damien? Mr. Damien, uh, Mr. Donovan, did this man ever pay you your pension arrears? Oh, now he probably not paid it. 
But if you were already in arrears, how could the system then help you by saying, oh, you're going to also get a break of six months, eight months, whatever, of not paying pension. And during that time, you still can't get caught up on the people that you owe from behind? Thousands and thousands of dollars? People who haven't worked for your company for five, six, seven years? Yeah, that's what the progressives are allowed to happen under their watch. They don't care. Okay? They don't care about the caliber of individuals that they put together to make up a political party and to make up a government. And you know why they keep going after Ween? Y'all want to know the cold hard truth this morning? Because he is a principled man who sits there not needing a dime or a single dollar in that salary that they all so gravelicious to get. Greed. Greed and corruption, folks, is what is going to be the ruination of this here, yeah, Cayman Islands. Shocking. We not get to the shocking part yet, Alray. We not even get there because this man is being dishonest. John, John, I demand you tell the people the truth about what you and Chris Saunders and the rest of them have afoot. And you think the people in this country are going to lay down and take your foolishness? Well, I tell you what, not as long as I know what's going on, I'm going to expose every single one of you. We getting to it. We're not there yet. El Red, you're not here wow yet. You keep listening. I honestly crossed the floor in November 2021 in order to assist this government mm. and to lend my experience. Please, you're assisting yourself. Further, it was you wanted to assist yourself. And Chris Saunders knew with his shenanigans and his unscrupulous behavior that he needed another cutthroat ally in, in the government to have his back. That's really why you crossed over. I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall in the conversations that you've had with Chris. You weren't trying to help this government. Let's, let's be very honest. It's not got nothing to do with PAC. You don't care to help the people that came out. It's about lining your own pocket, right? And for you and Chris... And the rest of you, and you know, like I said, if the cat fit, you know exactly who I'm talking about. To position yourself so that you would be ready, right, to strike from within. There's nothing worse, folks, than the enemy who lives in your own house. The enemy that you sit down with and you break bread with. The enemy that you meet every single week, caucus on Mondays, cabinet on, on, on Tuesdays. Nothing worse than those individuals. Hmm? They're, not even, they're not even good enough to stay awake, but yet want to talk about your lackluster leadership. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm not here to defend nobody. And I'm not here to tell you that Wayne Panton is no perfect individual and that he is not a human being. He might not be the world's best leader, but I tell you what, the man shows up to work. Go ask his poor wife, Jean, Miss Jean, how often she gets to even see the man. He gets to work and he stays to work and he works and he's there to all nine, 10 o'clock every single night. Where is John? John, huh? where is he? But you see what they say? When somebody shows you who they are, you must believe them the first time and stop giving them an opportunity to screw you over time and time again. Like I told a particular minister last night, I said, sir, with all due respect, Chris Saunders is screwing you guys and you don't even know it because you're so stupid. He thinks he's the brainiac in the group. 
right? So he he's a dog and, and the tail, he's the tail, sorry, wagging the dog and not the other way around. And the rest of these fools, you know, up behind him, lappy, lappy. Well, the truth coming out today. It was an attempt to give the country some calm and assurances. In my opinion, mm. the autocratic way and manner in which the premier of this country leads its caucus mm. leaves me much to be desired. I wonder if you even know what It is my experience that it is, it is his way or no way. Mm. The premier's failure to adequately engage and empower. Now, I want y'all to remember that his way or no way, because we're going to come to why John John would say that and what this is really all about. Keep listening. The civil service is inability to keep his pack group cohesive and focused is inability to get the 2024, 2025 budget completed in a timely and consultative. Wait, wait, wait a minute. The budget that they're supposed to be bringing now to the house, that's the same budget he's talking about where they've been having countless meetings for months trying to put it together. We're going to talk about that budget. I want y'all to hold on now. Don't make me forget. Um, your hand, you're in charge of taking some notes. Write it down that Sandy got to come back and talk about that budget. Because you're going to be surprised what some of these ministers wanted in that budget when they know the country don't have the money. But just to make themselves look good and to try to get more votes, that's what they're in it for. Instead of being fiscally responsible. Huh? Hold that thought right there. Budget, remind me Mana. of that. His inability to listen and his inability to show fairness to all of his caucus are untenable. Huh? In my respectful opinion, our country needs leadership and who that would has that its entire caucus support. And, and, and who would that be? Uh, excuse me, sir. Who would that be? Out of all the PAT members, who is that going to be? Kenneth, you want deputy premiership? I told you the last time you're not ready. You need to pump the brakes and back the hell up. As, as a friend, as a colleague, as whatever, Kenneth, you need to stop this foolishness. Hmm? This, is, this is why Caymanians say you got to be careful, you know. Because we all come, not all of us, a lot of us come from humble beginnings with nothing. And sometimes when we get a little something, we can't satisfy Right? It gone to your head. You need to pump the brakes and back up. Somebody said John John in a hotel. Which hotel he in? Go ahead, spill the beans. Then, and one that our constituents can feel proud and inspired. The premier must ensure a people-centered government and provide hope for our people during these challenging times. Please accept my assurances that in spite of this resignation, I am fully and mm -mm. deeply committed mm -mm. and remain passionate about serving my country Jesus, as Dr. member Mike, of yeah. parliament. And I mm -mm. am willing to continue to serve faithfully mm -mm. in a similar mm -mm. capacity. No, 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 no. You want to serve faithfully in a similar, similar capacity because y'all think y'all got it all worked out already, right? And you're going to take this government and then they're going to give you this minister back. They're going to bring Chris back as Speaker of the House. They're going to do this. Oh, Jesus. And not going to go so. Our people are not going to allow y'all to do it. You're not coming back in no similar capacity, John John. Now, let me break down something for you. 
John, John just talked about how much he's passionate and he cares about the people. Let me have him finish this thought and I can tell you how I can prove that the man is lying, huh? Benefit of our country and beloved people. May God continue mm -mm. to bless these Cayman Islands. Madam Speaker, mm -mm. I want to assure the people of Bordentown East mm -mm. that my normal way of yeah, I got to find the notes. Any later. major happenings, I would call a public meeting. He could have called a public meeting, same way. Some of these things are right emergency in nature. And I apologize, I was not able to we don't need your come to you truth. and ask for your honorable support. Mm -mm, and mm -mm, I know, mm -mm. and I ask for your forgiveness. No, 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 no. Okay. Here's a man who claims that he is all for the people. Yes. And he is still willing to serve the people, although he's falling asleep at the wheel. And he's still willing to do this. Okay, tell me something then. Why is John John's timing so incredibly strategic? They were about to go into finance committee, right? And approve the budgeting for certain things. Let me tell you how much this man actually cares about the people of the Cayman Islands as he so claims. You know what they were going to discuss in finance committee? Scholarship money for students, medical care relief for indigents, primary education services, secondary education services, fire service, domestic aerodromes, the regiment, health insurance for civil servant pensioners. That is what was on the table to get approval during finance committee. This man delivers his resignation right before finance committee, knowing full well that that meant the house would have to come to a halt. Finance committee could not meet and all of those things that were required to be done would not get done. Helping our students get their scholarship funding in place. They're trying to come home now for Christmas break, et cetera, et cetera. This is a man who is talking pure nonsense. He is speaking in the most duplicitous way because your actions demonstrate that you do not care about the people of this country. So forgive me if I am not buying what you are selling. Hmm? Because it is a bunch of lies. You couldn't wait until after finance committee to tender your resignation? Are you kidding me? No, because you want to hold the government now as hostage, right? Of course, you know, the progressives, oh, they're circling like the, the, the sharks that they are. They're getting ready. Oh, we, we're going to have to call a voter. No confidence now. They got up and left. Them and Chris Saunders, they all got up, pick up their bag and left. As a matter of fact, they said to Chris, let's go get finance committee going. Let's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's, that's okay. Yeah, let's do that. You know what he did? After just telling somebody, yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to get the business done. We're going to complete this. He go in the house and pick up his bag and walk out. Y'all need to know what is actually happening. These people are duplicitous at their core. They're dishonest at their core. My fellow Caymanians, do not be fooled. Hmm? Y'all were messaging me from Friday. Y'all call me on Saturday. Oh, Sandy, I hear you in a meeting with them. Now what's going on? I say, I'm actually at the salon trying to get my daughter hair done. 
Well, why aren't you saying anything? Because I'm out there with my eyes wide open, my ears open, talking and collecting valuable factual information so that when I come to the people this morning, I know what I'm talking about. A lot has happened over the weekend and we're going to break it down. Okay. So from Friday, we're not done with John, John, coming back to him. From Friday, Isaac has been offered the position and he's still thinking about it. Oh, it's a lot of work. He's not sure if he wants labor and immigration because those are hot topics right now. Say, what? What do you think we're paying you for? Minister, you're getting $12,000 a month. Yeah, we expect you to work. And if it's a lot of work, well, you're getting a decent salary for it. You see the lazy people that we have put into political office? People who themselves have not demonstrated in their personal businesses and their personal lives that they are willing to sacrifice and work. So we shouldn't be surprised when they look at a portfolio and go, oh my God, I don't want this one. I want an easy portfolio. I don't want one that's controversial that I know I'm not going to be able to deliver on in the next two years. And then my people can say, well, you were in charge of, of WORC and immigration for two years. Why haven't you done anything with it? We can't hire cowards to be MPs. Huh? What, what, what is this? But they're all there for the showmanship. If, if there was a national prize, a hero's award for showmanship, some of these MPs would be the only ones getting it in this country. It's all about the optics of what looks good. But behind closed doors, if y'all were flying the wall from what I'm hearing happens at these meetings, y'all would be shocked. The level of disrespect. And trust me when I tell you, the walls in that building, I don't know who designed that government building, but the walls in that building, folks, are thin. You can hear from one floor to the next through the AC vents. You can cut the tension in caucus. You can cut the tension in cabinet. They're yelling and screaming, and they're unprofessional. They have, they're, they're right about one thing. They have zero respect for Wayne Panton, and they've never had any from day one. And it has nothing to do with Wien Panton and everything to do with them. We have hired a bunch of children who are worse than the children fighting at John Gray High School. They're disrespectful. So it doesn't make a difference who you put in the leadership position. Nobody not going to respect them out of that bunch. Very few, I should say. Let me not say nobody. Because for the purposes of clarity, I'm going to exclude Sabrina Turner. I'm going to exclude Andre. I'm going to exclude Julianne O'Connor Connolly. Well, Kathy, no longer really there. So we're going to exclude her. Who else we got? Bernie, for the most part, will be excluded when it comes to being disrespectful in these meetings. The other ones are bullish. And they think that they can talk to anybody any kind of way, including Ween. They don't have no respect, none whatsoever. Huh? Now listen to me. Me and you can be friends, huh? And we can have an okay relationship. But I'm still going to call you to task when I hear you acting like this, like a proper hooligan. 
Because I have to wonder where you come out from. Who raised you? Y'all talking about K-Man culture? Well, it's not K-Manian to be so disrespectful. There are times when he has had to prorogue and dissolve a meeting because of the yelling and the screaming and the this and that. Yes, Miss Heather. Definitely not talking about her, but she's not part of cabinet anyway. But yes, Miss Heather, not, not, nothing disrespectful about her porting. You've got to have some respect. And anybody knows that? Not to say that you can't have heated discussions and whatever, but even in the midst of that, these guys go too low. They go way below the belt and it's unnecessary. And it speaks to the fact of who they are and that really and truly they have a problem with Ween. They have a chip on their shoulder because Ween Panton has come into government, was elected again, and here's a man, unlike them, who's not groveling for every single penny because he don't need it. He doesn't have to be there financially. He does not need a job for monetary reasons. They do. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with needing a job for monetary reasons, but don't make that be your sole purpose and your sole objective. And don't cut other people's throats, right? Because they're in a different position than you are. They're all very disingenuous, the ones I'm talking about. Trust me. It is shocking and unbelievable what is happening in this country. Hmm. Listen to me and listen to me carefully, folks. We got to rein in these politicians. And the way in which we're going to rein them in is at the polls at the next election. I don't care if that's next week or if it's next year or the year after. If we don't stop some of these guys now, they will feel like they can never be stopped. Y'all talking about rogue politicians? We have more than one rogue politician in that legislative assembly right now. And they think that y'all are so stupid because some of you are. Let me give you a prime example of how stupidity operates in this country. Like I said, Chris doing the most. He's been doing the most since he got in there. He's the kind of person, somebody said, oh, he's your friend till he's no longer your friend. And I had to laugh. And I said, boy, I tell you what. But he's the kind of person, you know me, if I don't like you, you're going to know it. I'm not going to sit down and cut bread with you if I don't like you. We're not, we're not going to really have that kind of relationship. But I don't mean that if I, if I see you in the streets, I'm like, oh, hi, you know, whatever, I'm passing you. But he ain't going out of his way to have conversations with you and try to build your confidence in him. You can trust me. Yeah. The devil said that too, didn't he? You can trust me. Mm-hmm. What did Judah say? You can trust me, Lord. Let me kiss you on this cheek while I'm cutting off the next one. Hmm? This is what's going on, right? There was a motion that came last week in the Legislative Assembly. Um, Kevin, did you give me that clip for that one? I don't even think I have that one. But anyway, this one came now about... Um, CUC and some natural gas. You know, they were on talking about natural gas, right? So one of the things that Chris consistently does with Wayne Panton, and again, using a Caymanian success story, because I don't know much about Wayne. You know, he grew up in Newlands. I'm not saying that, that, you know, I know his life story or whatever, but 
the man has said he's come from humble beginnings. If it was not for a scholarship, he would have never been able to go to law school. And, you know, he worked and, you know, whatever, did his thing at, at Walker's up to the level of partnership. But you see, there are people in this country who want to hold whatever your successes in life, they're going to hold that against you. And worse yet, if you're a white Caymanian, right? Now, we're supposed to all be one people, and I get it. We definitely have a racial divide. And there are people who are hell-bent on making this racial divide even greater than what it is. Anytime I talk about race relations on, on this show, it's not to increase the racial divide. It's to bridge the gap so we can understand where we're coming from and how we can be more accepting of people and how we are one people, right? I know what racism looks like. And yet every single day, I try to look beyond color, beyond nationality, and look at the people. That's why I say you have good and bad in every single nationality, good and bad in every shade and color and whatever. But some people have a chip on their shoulder just because you are a white Caymanian. And if y'all don't think that Chris Saunders has a chip on his shoulder against our white Caymanians, y'all have got to be joking. I've heard it with my own two ears. Mm -hmm. He has said it to me. Well, Randy Marin, I'm sick and tired of these effing white Caymanians getting business opportunities, blah, blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. If it's because he hasn't deserved it, because he hasn't won the bid, because he didn't go through the process, that is one thing. But to say just because he's a white Caymanian, you're sick and tired of him getting opportunities and him being successful, I got a problem with that. I got friends that are white, black, pink, all shades in between. Mary would tell you when I first came to Cayman, we'd be having a conversation. She'd be like, well, what would what, what a person look like? What, what, what shade they are? I'm like, I don't know. You're either white or black for me. Because in the United States of America, those y'all who claiming that you're white and you're half, you're half yellow and yellow and high yellow. None of that makes any damn sense. And I don't, I don't see those shades. <laughs> it's very much black or white, trust me. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody in Cayman is black, whether you look, look it or not. Because y'all got even one little tops of Negro blood, you're considered black. Let's keep the conversation moving. It's neither here nor there. I'm not here to, to drive a wedge between Caymanians. Oh, I don't like this one because they're a white Caymanian. They have a certain last name. I don't like that one because they're a black Caymanian. And anyone who engages in that level of thought processes, who's supposed to be intelligent, really makes me wonder. I don't have no problem with Randy Marin because he white. That's stupid. I can't have a problem with Wayne Panton because he's white. But Chris Saunders does. Hmm? And that's a problem. We don't need leaders who are putting that kind of energy and space and time into those types of things. It's ridiculous. So because Wayne Panton is a white man who has done well for himself and has some degree of success, we're going to chop him off at the knees and hold that against him? Hmm. So listen to the lies that are being perpetrated against this man. So this discussion was coming up on Thursday evening. This, this, this came before the resignation. Pay attention now. Some natural gas discussion, blah, 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 CUC. So right away, as Chris has done in the past, he starts these rumors that are unfounded. 
oh, well, you know, um, Wayne has shares in CUC. Now, let me tell you something. These MPs have declared, and they should have declared, all of their interests. They should also be not just declaring the interests, but who got them in the back pocket and who paid them off. They need to try and talk that. But they should have declared all of their interests at the Legislative Assembly. Of all of the MPs that we have in Parliament right now, the one with the most business interests huh, would have to be Ween Panton. I can probably say that without any fear of contradiction. You can go check it for yourself. The man has declared everything. He's a former partner in a law firm. He knows better than to not make a declaration. If the man had shares in CUC, that would be a matter of public record and we could all go and have a look. But you see, Chris and the bunch of them not worried about the truth. They just worried about stirring the pot of SHI, you know what? Hmm? Oh, he got shares in CUC. So you know how this vote can go? Queen Panden don't have no shares in CUC. Go check for yourself. Oh, okay. He not got no shares in CUC. Let me see how else I can get him. Oh, um, well, well, you know, he got shares in, in a gas company. And this can be about natural gas. I'm sure that that gas company is probably going to bid on the natural gas thing that the CUC is trying to do. Boy, we sure stretching real far. So because he's putting this out there, Ween decided to sit out that vote completely. So there'd be no question whatsoever, right? Because yes, he has ownership with Randy and whoever else, Marcus Cumber, in pure gas. Is it called pure gas or clean gas? One of them, right? Here you know. Chris got so many people in bed with him that this is what he does. Hold on, I'm gonna find y'all the, the situation because this is what was circling around circling around in one group now the other day. Same day, all this going down. Because then he has to get this lie in this situation out in the community. So hold on here now. Mm -hmm. Let me have you listen to what was sent out in one of these WhatsApp groups. Because y'all need to understand the level of duplicity and how far and how low some people will go for the sake of power. Because ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You don't have to lie on people, you know. You really don't have to make stuff up on people. Hold on now, hold on. Listen to this voice note that went out in one of these groups. Claiming that they wanted information, they sent the link, clean gas, who owns this company? Somebody else said Randy Marion is one of the directors slash shareholders. Right? Somebody said, I believe that's part of the Hurley's group. Wayne Panton is one of the owners. So the, 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 the person actually said, and I'm going to make y'all listen to the voice note, that, oh, I have a complaint. And they're so stupid and how they tried to deliver this duplicitous information from Chris Saunders, right? Here it is now. Y'all, hold on. I'm bringing it to you straight and direct. I'm going to make y'all listen to the voice notes that are circulating Question, in these groups. Anyone who own the clean gas company? I was just asking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on now. Hold on. Who owns the clean gas company? This person is being fed information by Chris Saunders. 
And I really don't want to get into the relationship with these parties because God knows the country not ready to hear the truth about that. I'm begging you all to please do your best to keep that off the radar. Because if the people really understand how you're in bed with people, with politicians, hmm? mm, Sandy, read it in, read it in, honey chill. There is a motive for everything that these people are doing. Let me just put it that way. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Mm. You can't handle the truth. Trust and believe me when I say you cannot handle the truth. Who, who's owner of this company? I have a complaint. Okay. Y'all y'all think you're fooling us. Not true. Because I certainly look like I was born in this size, as them old people used to say. Poor them. We weren't born this size. We're not that stupid. So it went from having a complaint to all of a sudden, oh no, I just wanted to know because yeah, we must support each other's Caymanians. <laughs> Lord Jesus, y'all, y'all are jokers. Y'all not ready. You're not ready, none at all. Y'all not ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, well, that's nice. John got 15 children. He could have 20. Oh, sorry. That's that's a wrong, that's a wrong voice note. Hold on. Let me let me get the right ones, you know. Hold on, hold on. So we're interested in 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 who owns clean gas because I've got a complaint. That was the original voice note that went out. When they said, okay, Randy Marion, Marcus Cumber, doing uh 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 Premier Panton, this one, that one. Right? Oh well, okay, well, I'm uh, and, and somebody else in the group, you see, people not as stupid as you think, said, Well, I thought you said you had a complaint. Oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, the commandants own that. We were trying to support each other. Because it was never about who owned the company. It was about you have a group of 244 people and you are trying to make a point about Wien Panton owns it and this thing is coming up in cabinet and you've been told by Chris Saunders that Wayne Panton has an interest in this and blah, blah, blah. But why didn't he tell you that Wayne Panton, just for the sake of complete transparency, decided to sit out that entire session because he knew exactly what Chris Saunders was doing and what Chris Saunders was going around and saying. When people use you quite literally and quite figuratively, let us ensure that you're not becoming the bigger donkey I'm just saying. Because hmm? you looked awfully stupid when you could not back up what you were then trying to do because people in the group were like, uh, I thought you had a complaint. Hold on now. Question, anyone knows who owned the clean gas company? I was just asking. Question, who anyone knows who owned the clean gas company? I was just asking. Question, anyone knows who owned the clean gas who, who in Cayman don't know who owned clean gas? That mean you don't live in Cayman, then not true. Because we all know that. All right. Know, just someone told me that a um, mm -hmm. uh, bid came in with that company local. So I was wondering who owned it. I didn't know. A bid came in? Nothing bad. I mean, we are Caymanians. We need to stick together, right? Mm -hmm. And if they own a propane company, I don't see why they shouldn't get some more money. Come on mm -hmm. now. They need to stay in the country. 
No, 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 no. I got to make you listen to that again. And I want you to hear the lies and the duplicitousness. First of all, no bid has come in. You heard CUC sat here just week before last and explained to you how the process would work. They're not even accepting bids yet. So what is she talking about? That's because Chris Saunders is feeding her nonsense to get out into the community to spread their lies. Listen, you not going to use me and take me for no fool and use my news list or my group to try to, you know, put out and disseminate misinformation because you have a political agenda. Listen to the misinformation in this voice note and then the attempts to recover because guess what? People are like saying, um, well, I thought that you claimed that you had a complaint. Now you're talking about a bid? What does that have to do with your complaint? Huh? What, what sense does that even make? Listen again. No, no, just someone told me that um, a bid came in with that company local. So I was wondering who owned it. I didn't know. a bid came in with that company Nothing local. Nothing bad. I mean, we're Caymanians. We need to stick together, right? And if they own a propane company, I don't see why they shouldn't get some more money. Really? On, so then why are you worried about it? And that was the truth. You were, oh, well, they came out. You understand? I didn't worry about they're making more money. Oh, there's a bid come in. And people start, oh, well, what kind of bid? What are you talking about? Did it? Chat, please. Y'all not too bright, you know. You have Chris Saunders, who believes he's a genius, who believes that he is God's gift to the world of politics. He's all up in the JLP and the PNP and the poo 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 and whatever. Okay. Yeah, we don't know that. We don't know the personal relationship. You're not going to tell me that, honey, child. I'm well aware. But I don't care what the personal relationship is. You're not going to be using me and making me look like no damn fool, right? To play your political games. This ain't got nothing to do with clean gas. You don't know if clean gas is going to make a bid or not. But like I said, Wayne being the upstanding person he is because he don't need to like, oh, yeah, but I need more money. Okay, man. Hmm. That's funny. Because he stepped down, he came out, he left Parliament, so he wouldn't be part of it at all. They couldn't say, well, he stayed and he voted because of his interests. Now I'm going to show you all by comparison, right? A principled man versus an un, uh, unscrupulous and principled individual on the PPM side. Y'all paying attention? Please take out your little black books class and write down your notations. Conflicts of interest? Hold on. Hold your hat, students. Aye, here we go. Moses Kirkerno, bless his little heart. I don't even know what he does, really, for the people that brought, but that's in y'all because you keep voting him in. But let me tell you what he did do. He brought forward this private member's motion Sister Islands Inflation Relief Initiatives. Talking about the population equates to 3.2% of the Cayman Islands population. Whereas the 2021 population of the Sister Islands declined by 1.7% since the 2010 census and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he wants the people, a cost of living crises, yada, yada, yada. Be therefore resolved that the government consider in the next budget cycle reducing the business licensing and other fees, including 
for all retail businesses, liquor licensing establishments, restaurants, and other businesses mm -hmm, covered under the Trade and um, Business Licensing Law or the Liquor Licensing Act and any other relevant act as follows. Hmm. He, all micro businesses, all other businesses on the sister islands, okay? Uh, uh, reducing import duty to residents and businesses of sister islands by 25%. Pay attention to what happens. Private members motion number six of 2023-2024, sister islands inflation relief initiatives to be moved by the elected member for Cayman Brock West and Little Cayman and seconded by the elected member for Georgetown North. Mm -hmm. The elected member for Cayman Brock West and Little Cayman. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Mm -hmm. Madam Speaker, I rise to move private members motion number six, 2023-2024. Sister Islands Inflation Relief Initiatives. Whereas the population of the Sister Islands equates to 3.2% of the All right. Cayman Islands. So we don't need him to read it. Licensing we act can read for ourselves. Or the Liquor Licensing Act or any other relevant act mm -hmm. as follows. All micro businesses as defined by the Trade and Business Licensing Act in the Sister Islands should be permanently reduced by 100% of the published fee. Mm -hmm. And all other businesses in the Sister Islands would pay 10% of mm -hmm. the published fee on an ongoing basis. Right. All kind of reductions. So he goes on and on, argues why we should do it, blah, 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 blah. Makiba Bush stands up. Oh, yeah, you know, I always support this as the island. So, yeah, I agree we should do it. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 blah. Hear this now. Y'all pay attention, right? That is why right now I can sit here and tell you I rate Andre Ebanks as an honest and upstanding individual. Because with one shot, Caymanians, this motion was withdrawn. And you need to look at why. Listen, listen, pay attention. All right. You got your books out, students? Listen to what happened. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor um, Kathy, she's sitting for too long. She had a stretch, but listen to the next question that come in. Hmm? Hmm? Minister Andre, you're up, sir. Podium is all yours. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and turn on the mic. We need to hear it. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Enough of the laughing. Get to the point now. Hurry up. Pay attention. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Minister, you may yeah. go. All right, Minister. Sorry, Madam Speaker, for the delay, but I don't trust that lectern. Particularly with a laptop. Madam Speaker, just as mm -hmm. a matter of just belts and braces, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully, the mover of the motion and I can handle this point more tactfully than earlier today. Mm. Mm -hmm. But when I just read the strict wording mm. of the first resolution clause B, that mm -hmm. says all other businesses mm -hmm. are, and I'm happy to give way as a point of elucidation, 
Or mm -hmm. have we treaded as carefully as we could around any declarations that would need to be made understanding Order 83? Declarations that need to be made from Mr. Moses Kirk Colonel, who owns so much stuff in the brack that he'd be directly benefiting from this motion. Y'all understand the shot that Mr. Andre just professionally fired in the Legislative Assembly? No shouting, no fanfare, nothing. Him use a couple big words so that might have thrown you off. But hear what the man say. Listen carefully. I'm going to play it again. Wording mm. of the first resolution clause B mm -hmm. that says all other businesses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are, and I'm happy to give way as a point of elucid elucidation, mm -hmm. or have we treaded as carefully as we could around any declarations that right. would need to be made? Now look at what happens next. 83. Yes. Or is it a matter of the wording that is meant to say all other small businesses? Mm, mm, I'm, I'm mm. happy to uh, ask the mover of the motion for, mm -hmm. for clarification. Now, let, so pay attention. If the wording is meant to say all other businesses, whether there's any pecuniary mm -hmm. interest that needs to be declared in terms of moving the motion per Pecuniary interests. For those of you who are not up on your vocabulary, do you have any monetary interest in Wagwan? You see now? Let me let me draw the comparison. I can make it class very, very simple today. Right? Wayne Panton had no pecuniary interest in CUC. Right? But even the vague and veil connection between him and clean gas, he says, I'm gonna step out of this. I'm not gonna vote. I'm not gonna touch this because Chris Saunders already perpetrating this lie, okay? Now Moses Kirkernel puts forward a motion. The Honorable Andre Ebanks questions pecuniary interest that you need to declare per section, what do you say, 83? Look at what Moses' response is, and this is gonna tell you a lot about who we have elected and the caliber of individuals we are talking about. Watch now, keep paying attention. Here comes, here comes Moses. His response speaks volumes. All right, hold on now. Look like he was thinking. He was thinking hard. Andre giving him that side eye. That look over there. Member for Kim and Brock West and Lil' Kim. Uh -huh. Yeah, member for Kim and Brock West. Um, Madam Speaker, could I have a couple minutes to speak with you? So his response is to request private time with the speaker. Mm -hmm. We will take a 10 minute suspension. Really? Excuse me? Shouldn't you say what you gotta say in front of everybody so it can go on record? What is it that you have to go and say? So, 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 but, but Madam Speaker, 10 minutes later, he comes back. We had to fast forward the 10 minutes that they were there waiting and look at what happens. Look at what happens. Mm -hmm. They took the 10 minutes. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. We're coming back now. Proceedings are resumed. Resuming. 
Yep. Elected member for Kimenbrack West and Lil Kiman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, I'd like to thank the minister for his question. Mm -hmm. um, Madam Speaker, in light of the hour, 10 mm. o'clock tonight, and the information that I want to review, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask to withdraw this motion until I can um, gather some more information. Withdraw? What more information? You don't know what your pecuniary interests are in the BRAC? You don't know how this motion would have directly benefited you and your business interests? He withdrew the entire motion. Do y'all understand what just happened there? All these conflicts of interest need to stop. It's ridiculous. You bring a motion that is going to directly benefit you and your businesses. I don't know how many businesses he got in a brat, but it's enough. And your family and their businesses. And you didn't think that anybody was going to even question your pecuniary um, interests. It's so funny that Chris Saunders can be sending out misinformation about Wayne Panton and his pecuniary interest, but he's not asking it of anybody else. I'm just saying. You see, when somebody got a bone to pick with you, they just make up anything. He withdrew it. And I bet you he's not bringing it back either. Okay? Thank you, Minister Andre, for standing up and asking the right and the correct questions. Nothing behind it except the interests of the people of this country. No, sir. This is where it's at. All right, we need to get to the meat and potatoes of this discussion. Denver says that break should have been denied. Again, I wanted to be a fly in the wall. Huh? No, Bobo. This is where it's at. Conc conflict of interest is, um, John, uh, some government board members need to be addressed additionally. Oh, listen, we've talked about them before. and Really and truly. We can see people on boards breaking the law and they're still sitting on boards. We just demonstrated one the other day. Y'all not ready for the cold hard truth. Okay? So one of the big questions this weekend was, what is this really about with John John resigning? Really and truly, what is this about? Irvin says, you really do not need to buy a bottle of apple cider vinegar because it's got a lot I need to say. Oh, child, I keep drinking my apple cider vinegar in the morning, honey, Jill. So listen to me now. Why did John John resign? Is it really this lackluster leadership that he's talking about? No. All, if John John wants to see something lackluster, all he has to do is look in the mirror. And he can see a lot of lacklustering right there. So it had nothing to do with that. What it had to do with, folks, is the fact that recently the government had two, and we're going to get you some real facts in this situation, but bear with me as I explain this and break it down in layman's terms. You had the CPA, that's the Central Planning Authority, suing the NCC, National Conservation Council. Unheard of, the two government 
agencies, departments, whatever they are, could even sue each other. In fact, my sources revealed to me that the attorney general didn't think that it was even legally possible for a judicial review to be brought from one government body to another. He's like, I've never even heard of that happening anywhere in the world. I don't think that can be done. Well, the courts have accepted it can be done. And the National Conservation Council has now won the lawsuit twice. They won the first one and the CPA appealed it and they won again. Do you know what happened on Friday, right before the, on Thursday, my apologies, right before this um, resignation from John John? Pay attention now. The CPA and the Minister of Planning have made the decision, that would be J.E. Banks now, have made the decision that they are going to appeal the Court of Appeal decision that just came down the other day against the NCC and take it all the way up then to who would that be, Privy Council? Are they still called Privy Council? That's where we're going? They've already had two courts tell them no. The NCC has the power in the law. And they're saying, no, 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 no. They've got this narrative out there that Gina Petrie is the problem in this country. And the disrespect that they talk about this woman and how they address Gina Petrie, it would only be some men in this country that think they could be so disrespectful to a career civil servant just because she's a woman. They wouldn't address a man and talk about a man in the way in which they talk about this woman. And let me say this, from one woman to the next, I'm going to put my foot down a little bit and set it y'all completely out of order. I don't know who she thinks she is. All kind of derogatory terms. First of all, it's not her. She's in the position. But there's 13 members of the National Conservation Council. And they're up in arms. Because developers, big business, is behind them saying, y'all can't let this go so. Attorneys all up in their feelings, advising their developer clients. Oh, no, we need to stop Gina Petrie. We're going to put a stop to this. Well, y'all better get some independent legal advice. Because I dare say, <laughs> from what I'm hearing is going down, y'all going to lose again. In fact, I don't even think the Privy Council is going to entertain your so-called appeals. All right? Last week, they started sending around notes and memos. Let me bring it home now. Let me tell you what they were sending around because they were getting all upset and all up in their feelings. Oh, Gina trying to tell us what to do. Her and the National Conservation Council, they can't do that. They can't tell us, big developers, what are we going to do? I said, that's funny because the people in this country are saying, we sick and tired of big developers. We don't want that. We want to protect the environment, but they're not going to listen to you because big developers are willing to lie in enough pockets. Let me show you what is floating around in the community at some level, right? Hold on, Hina. Let me get this one ready. Oh yes, they say. We gotta galvanize the Chamber of Commerce. We gotta put political force you see, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. 
This is how they were used to doing things. And quite frankly, under the progressives, they didn't even have to do it because they were just permitted. Big business was permitted to do whatever the heck they want. Developers got the kit, the caboodle and everything. Yeah. So now the um, National Conservation Law, which has been around since what, 2012, 2013, the act is getting some legal respect because the courts are saying, excuse me, the law is the law and this is what the law says. The courts have not expounded upon the remit in any way, shape or form of what the law says. It just says, it just confirms that what the NCC says has to be taken under consideration in certain instances. They don't want that. Hold on one second here now. Let me let me show y'all the evidence, right? We were on a fact-finding mission, like I said, this weekend. So I want y'all to understand very, very carefully and very, very clearly what has transpired, okay? There's not no joke of a situation, folks. Our very lives are on the line when I tell you what is going on here in this country. All right, this is what they were circulating. Galvanizing the forces. Let me save this screenshot. Just one second here now. This is what they've been up to. Hmm? Getting people in a frenzy and afraid of what is the question. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is what is circulating. And this is what certain politicians are concerned about instead of being concerned about the people. The only way, now that oh, we can challenge it, the only way this will be avoided is to is significant political pressure. And it needs to be an all-out effort, combined effort from developers, merchants, architects, engineers, contractors, heavy equipment operators, real estate agents, chamber of commerce, Cayman Finance, and the individuals who work in the development and construction business. Huh? Did y'all get this memo? No, because you too far the totem, too far down the totem pole. So you don't know that this significant political pressure is afoot. Hmm? And because Wayne Panton is being, you know, declared as the environmental minister, he wants to balance things out between overdevelopment and the environment. They are dead set at removing him and getting him out of the way. This is the setup now from Friday. So on Thursday, all this foolishness starts circulating. We're going to put all out pressure on them because this government, thanks to Wayne Panton, is not friendly enough to developers. So we are cut him off at the knees. We need to remove him. Go on in, Chris. Go on in, Jay. Go on through, uh, Kenneth. Take him out. Huh? We need the PPM back in there because they gave us everything that they wanted, that we wanted. They were for big developers. They were bragging in case you missed it. Go back and listen. Minister Joey, he was bragging that they had the most application ever during their tenure for projects and developers. They gave away the most money the most concessions ever in the history of the Cayman Islands. 
And if they were there now, they would still be doing it. Huh? So they want to challenge. They've already lost twice in two separate courts. And they want to continue to challenge the power in law under the National Conservation Council Act. Right? Because they don't care. It's all about, well, this developer is going to give me a two, $300,000 donation to my campaign. And then I can go out there and buy you liquor, give you money for crack cocaine, buy you this, buy you that, and, and consequently buy your vote. I can afford to go rent a bus to come and pick you guys up, to drive you around and take you straight to the polls. You're not even sober. If they could dig out the people at the graveyard and take them in to vote, they'd be doing that too. Hmm? This is what it's all about. We need to do away with Wayne Pampton because he is getting in the way. Wayne has said, I am not going to fund another legal challenge to this when two courts have already agreed with the position. Why are we wasting the people's money? And they don't like that response. They're not happy with that response. A polit significant political pressure, all out effort combined with all of those people. Where in those all out efforts do I see the Caymanians listed? Hmm? You see that long list of people? I don't see no Caymanians on that. I don't see the Caymanian people. Your elected officials are coming under pressure by lawyers and big developers to give them what they want. And if it means cutting the throat of Wayne Panton politically to do so and destabilizing this country, they will do it. And that is what is afoot. They're prepared to do it. That's the reason why the progressives have been fighting so hard by hook or by crook to get back in there and take back this government at any cost. They don't care. They had too many promises that they could not fulfill in the 12 years that, were th that they were there. They got too much campaign money from too many people. Hmm? Some of these people who ran in these outer districts, you ever wonder where they got all the money from to run when they could have barely paid their bills beforehand? Some MPs who are in there now, who were part of the uh, PPM government, were on the verge of bankruptcy before they got in and got ministerial positions. All of a sudden now they're sitting ducks as millionaires and you don't wonder how that happened when there's salary from government, you can calculate and that does not make you a millionaire. How it go? So because Wayne Panton refuses to be bought, by developers, by other lawyers. He knows the law himself. You know what, what they're so, they, they have the audacity to say to the man, well, Premier, this is, this is what John John was overheard. Like I said, the, the walls in that building are paper thin. Silver Sherman's paying attention to a lot. And you know, 
They got talk. This is what they overheard John John saying. Well, Premier, how how you gonna feel when you lose this case? <laughs> the irony of it. It's not that it's not the Premier's case to lose, but guess what? Y'all on the other side are the ones who actually lost. So how y'all feel now? Up in your feelings, but you want to peel it again. You want to go all the way to the Privy Council. And what are we really fighting over? Huh? Let me ask you that. What are we really, in real terms, fighting for? Because statistically speaking, less than 1% of projects is even screened by the National Conservation Council. And they say, oh, yeah, this might require an EIA. Less than 1%? You're going to destroy this country politically and destabilize this country. The UK now looking at us like, what on earth is going on here? For less than 1%? Hmm? Meanwhile, they've approved over $800 million developing the value of developments granted planning permission in 2017. Right? 40% increase in the number of approved planning applications since the National Conservation Act came into effect. And this is what they're all up in their arms about? Less than 1%? Y'all better ask some serious questions around this. Because the vast majority of planning applications are not even impacted. Now, they're, they're telling this lie that this court case has expanded the power of the National Conservation Council, and that is a bold-faced lie. But you see, they're counting on you all remaining ignorant, not reading the law for yourself, not, not asking the questions, not reading the legal decision for yourself. And that is simply not true. Now, y'all know how I feel about liars and duplicitous individuals. So here's what I'm going to do, okay? We are going to go to the National Conservation Council. We're going to go to Ms. Gina Petrie, and we're going to ask for an explanation. We're going to look through that lawsuit, and we're going to read it and dissect it and bring you the information directly. Do not believe these politicians who have an interest in getting their own pockets lined by developers. They're willing to throw us all under the bus. We have to preserve something in this country. The balance has got to be struck. We have children. We have grandchildren. Right? The future of this country matters. We cannot think just about ourselves and we cannot think just about the here and the now and nobody else. You can line your pockets, but guess what? When you dead, you're not taking it with you. And if there's nothing left here for your children, hmm? we destroy everything. We're destroying the turtles, nesting, all kind of foolishness. Uh, what, what's going to be next? You have MPs making comments like this. Gina Petrie has suggested 
like has been done in other jurisdictions that the big hotels and condos or whatever close to the beach tint their windows to prevent that light from interfering with turtles trying to nest. Your MPs have this kind of attitude. Oh, yeah, here comes Gina Petrie again. Well, go ahead. I don't give a damn. Go ahead and tint the windows because that means when a turtle come up north side, we can poach them even more. These are the people that we have elected to public office. Talking about they want to see more turtles on the beach so that they can poach them. You understand the lawlessness that we have in that legislative assembly? <laughs> My Caymanian people, y'all need to wake up. Let me tell you something. This is how my aunt raised me. You must be a person of principles. You can work hard and you can have money and you cannot have money. That's how money goes. It comes and goes. She always used to say, um, Sandra, you see, you see that eagle? That's what she used to take out the dollar bill. She said, you see that eagle and that American dollar? That's because it flies. That got change. That come, you get it? You got now got it? Whatever. But one thing you should never compromise on for no amount of money in the world are your principles. Hold steadfast to the truth, to the true position. No MP can't roll up on me. Well, you know, Sandy, I want to do some advertising with you and I want to spend some money on you. Good, good for you, honey, Jill. I am so thankful. And I praise the Lord every single day that the, the, the bulk of my money not coming from none of them. I can tell you that. Not even during election time. Yeah, they advertise then. Of course, you know that. But guess what? The bills can get paid. We can eat. We can survive. We can live comfortably and still wake up every single morning and tell the truth to the people of this country. The real truth, though, is y'all need to get ready to make some serious change come 2025 if they last that long. Don't make them unseat Wayne Panton and you don't know the real reason why. Don't make them go to bat for developers more than they can go for, for bat to bat for the environment and for you, the poor people in this country. You need to wake up. It's time. Enough of the game playing. I'm saying this to all the MPs. We're not interested in your games. We didn't elect you to be fighting over pure nonsense. Right? The budget process is difficult. We get it. It is stressful, but you can't get everything that you want. I hear one particular minister wants some $2 million agricultural building where they're just going to slaughter cows. Our forefathers, talking about Cayman culture today, we've been slaughtering cows forever. Cayman beef, not y'all not starving come Christmas time. You can get Cayman beef. And we don't need no $2 million facility for the slaughtering of cows. Let me turn the AC up a little, down a little bit. I feeling kind of hot around yeah. Oh, we need sustainable agriculture. <laughs> Meanwhile, most of the people doing agriculture in Cayman are not even doing it on a full-time basis. It's a hobby. So we must spend millions of dollars supporting people who can't even do it on a full-time basis. Hmm? 
Y'all taking foolishness to wean Panton a paper to write off the debt of a local Caymanian farmer who owes the government over $300,000 and wouldn't pay it off. And you promise that you would get the government to write that off for him? $300,000 can go a long ways with helping some of our young people and in, in, in youthful, youth-based projects and so forth. If you're in business, pay your damn fees. Huh? What are you getting in business fund and don't want to pay your fees? And I don't care who you are. It's the same thing I said about Randy Marin. But Cayman 27, Randy, pay your fees. Right? At that time, PPM was there. I say, I'm not, I'm not gonna blame him. Like you don't bail him out and give him no pass on his fees. When he took over the business, he knew exactly what his fees were and he should have paid them. You don't come after the fact after years of not paying your fees and tell me you want government to give you a concession. That'll help work. Hmm? Caymanians, right is right and wrong is wrong. We, unfortunately, and I had high hopes for a lot of them, we've elected too many riffraff into government who are not used to nothing. They're not loyal to the people. They're not loyal to what is right and what is the good thing to do. They're a bunch of duplicitous, egomanical, just crazy people, if you ask me who are self-serving. They get a little taste of something and it has gone to their heads. But you see, they don't get it. They work for us. And if it's one thing that we're going to do, it is going to hold them accountable. You see, during the last election, when we marched and we protested, they wasn't used to that. The PPM was like, what's going on around here? Oh my God. It's treason. They're running to the governor. Please, governor, help us. Shut down Mall Road. And the governor said, uh-uh. uh-uh. The days are over when you're going to be doing all this stuff behind closed doors. And we, the people, don't even know what's going on. Hmm? Trust me. I'm doing my part. Listening to a lot of BS come in one ear. Filtering it through and pulling out the truth on the other side. Talking to a lot of people. My ears are to the ground. And I'm paying attention so I can bring you all the truth. That's my job. That's what I'm here for. And I'm telling you, the only way to correct this situation is start electing better people. principled individuals who can have all the money in the world thrown at them and they're not going to flinch because some of these people haven't seen so much money in their lives. Yeah, it's easy to sell out your people, huh? Don't let them do it, folks. Could William Panton put his foot down more? Could he be more organized at meetings? In fact, he doesn't even have to run the meetings themselves. Since Juliana is so fantastic at running meetings, let her run it. She's deputy premier. <laughs> you know, pick up some of the slack, help the premier out. 
Don't come to us talking foolishness, John. John, about lackluster leadership and that you care about the people of this country because you don't care about nobody but yourself. And that is the truth. Hmm? It is time for a big sweeping out. Y'all go get, go talk to Aunt Susu or whoever you got to talk to. Make her have your thatch broom ready for when election time come around because we're going to do some sweeping around you. Yeah. We just have to make sure that what we sweep out, we're not sweeping in something that's worse or just the same. And the game of politics, folks, this is what they're going to do. They're going to bring people in to distract you. The progressives is very, very good at this game. They pay individuals $10,000, $15,000 cash in their pocket. You run for office. Yeah, you're going to lose your $1,000, but you just made $10,000, $15,000, What are you worried about? Just to pull a few votes because it doesn't take much. So even if they get 150, two or 300 votes, they are pulling stuff away from viable candidates. So one of the things that we have got to stop doing is allowing people who bring nothing to the table to even think that politically we can put one vote behind them. Hmm? I'm sorry to say. But when you have the likes of Frank Cornwall trying to run for political office, tell him, go sit down. We need some real opponents out here. Fredericks, what his name is, Vincent Fredericks, go sit down. They are being used by the progressives to split up the votes so that they can get their people back in. Stop accepting the nonsense. They can't even string a sentence together. But one's intellectual capacity and ability to do a job should not be where the criteria ends for elected office. Look at Chris Saunders. He's a perfect example. Smart enough, but something else not quite right. You've got to come with a good moral compass as well, right? You can't be duplicitous. You can't be self-serving only. You have to care about the interests of the people. Stop talking nonsense with all these big words that sound fancy, but you've actually never accomplished a single thing. We need people with a track record of getting things done. How can we elect you to run the country? Huh? When the truth of the matter is, you never demonstrated a history of any accomplishments yourself, not personally, not professionally, nothing. You don't need to start questioning these things. So this is it now. The sharks call the progressives. They're going to try to call a vote of no confidence. They don't have the numbers to be successful. You know, they didn't call it. Everybody else, I want you all to pay attention to the rest of the PAC members. I know they're listening today, and I don't care who's going to be up in their feelings today. John, John, don't you dare message me, Mr. Moon, man, because I can tell you one donkey parable that I have your head spinning. Hmm? You have disappointed the people of this country. We, you see, we, we, we believe in giving people chances. 
That's the Caymanian way. That's our culture. You don't have to come from anywhere for someone's, yeah, man, John, John, yeah, give him a little bit of chance, you know. Just make sure he take his medication. He'll be all right. He falls asleep on the job. He's not staying awake, this and that, all kind of excuses. He makes Chris Saunders use him and ride him like he the donkey. It's so funny. He tells a donkey parable that had us all confused. But look like he the biggest donkey of them all. Yes, I, I get it. I get Chris is smarter than you. But you still don't have to make him use you because you know exactly what he's doing. And all the promises that you've been that have been made to you, John John, they never come to fruition. You know, as Caymanians, we have a saying that God don't like ugly. And some of y'all are real ugly. And I don't mean physically. I'm talking about what's on the inside. You need to do better. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes, Caymanians, that y'all don't always know anything about. I don't always talk it either, but I'm paying attention. And when it is necessary to disclose what's happening behind the scenes, I will do so. Because the people deserve better. Morning, caller. Yeah, Miss Sandra, you got it right. The right thing you're on this morning. You tell John, you're on clean and straight. You let he letting the country down. He better stick with primarily them educated morons alone because mm. they who got us the mess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He better get back on the right side and fast and mm -hmm. get another one with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We tired of them people. I'm going to go create war in this country, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care because they don't think the people Thank can stand you, up, you see. Thank you, sweetie. I come in All back right, to my you, dear. but not on this, okay? Okay, honey. Thank you, mama. Thank you. Yes. You see, this is it. For far too long, we as Caymanians have just rolled over for politicians. So they could abuse us. They could do whatever they wanted. And we never spoke up. We never said nothing. But those times have changed now. Huh? You all are in charge, not them. So let them know. You vote, you put them there, not the other way around. They don't put themselves there. They get in there and they forget that we have empowered them. And the same way we have empowered you, we will strip you from your power. So listen to me this morning. We don't want John John back. He's proven. Like I said, when somebody show you who they are, believe them the first, second, third time. He has flip-flopped so much. Oh, yeah, my people are in town. Say, I must do this. Okay, let's talk about the people of East End for a minute. When Isaac got in there and he was in cahoots with the uh, PPM leadership, remember they were meeting, secret meetings, and the premier's car was driving up there and people sending us pictures and all this kind of thing. What did Isaac say? He going to do whatever is in the best interest of his people of East End. And if that means taking a ministry, I got to do it. Well, sir... Where's my hallelujah button? Where, where, where's my uh, applause? All right, son. You now have your ministry. You now have an opportunity to do something, not just for the people of East End, but the people of this country. Step up to the plate and accept the ministerial position that has been offered to you. That's what you said two years ago. You would do anything and work with anybody. I remember to get a ministerial position so you can help your people. You don't need a ministerial position to help your people, but anyway, that is what you said. So here we are now. Since Friday, you've been sitting on the decision. Let the premier know today what your decision going to be. East End people, is Isaac up to the task? Is he going to do what is in the best interest of this country? 
Or we got to see another example of du duplicitousness and self-serving politicians. That's all I got to say here today. Folks, it is what it is. I'm not going into no pilot over time today. The show is just about over. I'm going to wrap up with a few comments. My throat kind of a little bit sore-ish. I go and take one little lozenge and call it a day because we got a lot of continuation of this tomorrow. We're going to be right here, so. Hmm? Your hand asking for overtime. Not today, Bobo. Charlene says, wake up and educate yourselves. Be the change for your country. Denny talking about spending $21 million to put sand in Seven Mile Beach is a waste of money. Denver says lawlessness in government and country in general. Hold up the truth and principles. Amen. Morning, Siobhan. Alejandro says, let me hope, let me hop out of my spaceship because I might just chill here a little longer. Huh. Charlene and says numbers were almost 600 just a while ago. Oh, yeah, man, it's so hot today. Got over 600. I wonder if we had a jail yet on the other um, YouTube channel. Let me see. We might be. I can't remember when they blocked us. Oh, no, it'll probably be this afternoon. You're probably good to go for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Listen to me, folks. I'm telling you all some real stuff afoot. They don't want it talking. Oh, he not getting it because the premier said no. We're not giving no, no farmer no $300,000 and writing off in his bills. And that's what got them all vexing up in their feelings. You see, they don't want the laws and the rules to apply to them. It's all about, oh, I can take care of this person. I can take care of the people. Do things in the best interest of the poor people of this country. Stop with the special interests and the favors. We are sick and tired of it. Enough is enough. Miss Marjorie, morning. Miss Marjorie says one of the major problems in this country that needs to be solved is our young people don't own a piece of land, can't get a house, and can't pay rent. Well, this government has hundreds of homes coming online, by the way, affordable housing schemes. This is why I don't get it. They're willing to throw all of this to the side in order to fulfill something that impacts 1% of big developers. Boy, then 1% must really be paying good. Cholo. Buenos dias. He says people need to get the balls to stand up now for what is right for the country and beat the pavement until the wanted change happens. I said what I said. That's right, son. And don't make no apologies for it. Miss Ann says, and you do an excellent job informing we the people. Thank you, Miss Ann. That's why you're not going nowhere. They're trying their best. Believe me, you. They're trying their utmost. They don't even know what I do and how I earn my money. But we got, we got to figure out how to stop Sandy and I. 200 people listening to her now. Well, praise the Lord. Because I'm here to tell the truth. Oh, let's tell her she must run for politics. No, 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 no. We don't need nobody else getting in the fray. Y'all don't have anybody really just out here looking out for you and just telling you the truth. And who got their ears down to the ground and picking sense from nonsense? That's what I do best. I'm in the right job. And it's not a tourist job either. The tourists listen too, though, you know. Don't think that they're not listening. Rena says Mr. Panther is trying to bring a motion to deal with this now. Why are we playing games? A lot of it has to do with money, honey, child. 
You'd be surprised. Election time, the money that could be flowing. Trust and believe. Mm-mm-mm. Sydney, good morning. Says kaboom on that one. Yes, honey chill. It's a lot going on. Trust and believe. Really and truly. Aliana says, all jokes aside, Sandy, that is why you call out because we can't. Yeah, because they keep so much information hidden from the people. Half the time, y'all don't really know what's going on. How I make it my business to know. Yes, I'm nosy like that. Mm-hmm, good. Mr. Moon, man, you better try and go on that next planet. As a matter of fact, let me make some off radio and click that off button. Because mm-hmm. I might tell him a few little things here today. But yes, Mr. Moon, man, please go sit your behind down. You're not ready and you never have been if truth be known. But once again, we so easy to elect people. No, sir. Just throw anything in there and expect them to get it done. Now, Mr. Premier, we're not going to let them remove you just so you believe. If we got protests in the streets, they're not seeing nothing yet. But take their criticism on board, sir. I hear them saying that, oh, you can't run a meeting. My God, I never seen nobody resign yet because somebody can't run a meeting and, and, and they're not keeping to the agenda and, and they're letting y'all get out of your feelings and blah, blah, blah. Lord Jesus, have Juliana run the meetings. I'm sure she would be more than capable. She can, she can assist in that regard. Not everybody has the same strengths, you know? There's certain things that we're just not good at. Know your weaknesses. And that's where you pull in people to assist you and to help you. And know when you have to delegate certain tasks to other people. There's nothing wrong with that. Delegation does not make you weak. Jackie, good morning. Jackie says, good show today. Miss Barbara says, 73 years old. And I'm still waiting for my first visit from Mr. Isaac. I have four votes in my yard. Hmm. What a hot mess, honey child. What a hot mess. Mm-mm. Thank you, Miss Perla, Miss Romelia. <laughs> Here it is crazy. Not Johan Overtime or CMR Mafia will revolt. No, 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 no. I gave y'all enough today. I have given y'all enough to really simmer and to consider and to think about. You need to now go away and make it all digest because I know it was a lot. Miss Jacqueline, you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Alejandro going on and on and on about his marijuana. Oh, Lord Jesus, Alejandro. Somebody going to get cussed up properly now. Well, I don't know who that somebody is going to be because it's not going to be me. <laughs> They're not there call my phone. And write me no message to cuss me out because I hope they know it don't go so. No, honey child. I speak in the truth on behalf of the people. And it is what it is. You don't, you don't have to like it. But you better toe the line and you better toe it straight. Because hmm? the people are fed up. Absolutely fed up. All right, folks. This is where it's at. We've only just begun, truth be known. 
And we're not going to stop shining a light on what is happening in this country. The people deserve to know. And you will know. And I'm not going to stop digging. Okay? It is what it is. Here, here, Mr. Media, but don't go yet. <laughs> no, man, I need, to, I need to rest my throat. I'm feeling a little bit sore-ish on this side over yes, so. So I'm going to get something a little warm and rest it up. Because we're going to be back tomorrow, you know. Yes, Miss Charlene says she's processing it. Johan says Cayman deserves better, but if you vote for sellouts, con artists, and uneducated pirates that only know how to sell out Cayman, that's what we get. But you see, a lot of us did not know that. We were trying to give people a chance, but like I said, we gave them a chance. And now we know what they stand for. And so we must act accordingly. Miss Sonia in the UK says it's 4.35 p.m. and I'm still here waiting. Thank you, ma'am. Nothing changes. Today's show will be forgotten in two weeks. Oh, no, Al. No, 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 no. What's going to change is we're going to be here election time. Don't you worry. Let's read a few more comments that came in on the WhatsApp. One second, you know. This person says, excellent show. Thank you so much. We, the voters of the Cayman Islands Electoral Commission, demand a full report on each MP. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person says, you've certainly cleared it up. As I always did, Wayne is obviously too busy to respond, but hasn't delegated. Mm -hmm. uh, this person says, very good program, Sandra. Poor Wayne, like you said, him, Andre, and Sabrina, and I would say Heather, are the few pedigrees in that pack of wolves. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Sandy. Uh, oh, somebody asking for advertising rates. Oh, bless your little heart. I soon come to you, honey chill. Got business calling, you know. Yes, we soon get to you. This person says, I need Chris Saunders out of Bodentown West. And for the record, that's one of our Jamaican brothers saying that. That's not a Cayman. He said, oh, Caymanians don't like me. That you own Jamaican people, Chris, that you think they'll vote you back in, saying that you need to go. Listen, my Jamaican brothers and sisters, I need you all to really pay attention too. You think this man care about you just because he half Jamaican? Mm. Get it straight now. Get it straight. No, honey child. He don't care about you anymore than he cares about the Caymanians. So you sit there. Don't make him ruin this country with that garrison-style politics that he picked up in Jamaica. That way he hanging out with certain Jamaican politicians, trying to learn from them the dirt and nasty, no good ways. Don't bring it, yes, so. Don't bring it, K-Man. Thank you, Miss Ethel. Yeah, I get one little lozenge and put on some Vicks or something, yes, so. Sandy says, Chulo, make sure you gargle some good old K-Man in seawater. Cures everything. Yeah, that and the Vicks, man. Fix me right up. A lot are educated and still selling out the country, says Marshall. Yes, that would tell you. you. You have to find a balance, you know. It's not about uneducated and educated alone. Not just qualified, unqualified. You have to get the whole package, get all of those things, but a principled individual. That way they vex with, with this man over here, Wayne Panton, because he's not going to sell us out. 
A man might have his faults, but he not no sell out. He don't need to do it, and he's not going to do it. And yes, he cares about the environment, and y'all trying to make that a bad thing. Strong Will says Sandy Chris is not a Jamaican. He half Jamaican. And the Jamaicans believe he wanted them because he has sold them very well on that. But you see what they're saying over yes, so They say we want to get rid of him too. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. Where my kaboom? Mm-hmm. Kaboom! Yep. Anyway, so it goes, honey child. Rough seas. <laughs> So CMR is still, if CMR is still on air, the government will find a way to cancel the CMR like Russell Brand. They'll report CMR to all the social media outlets. Poor them. Poor them. They can't cancel us because if we have to go sit in the street and broadcast from over there, y'all got to come out and listen. Don't worry, rough seas. They, the last government tried that already. You know, They tried to cancel us. They told all kind of lies and we don't have a license and we don't have this and that, whatever. And we just trying to keep on the straight and narrow and educate the people, and they don't like that, you see. They say that knowledge is power, and I can assure you that is so true. So true. The more you know, the more you know how to step. And so, of course, they don't want us educating the people. They used to get vexed with us during the COVID lockdown when we would say, you know, um, this is what's happening. This is what's coming. Let's talk about it. Oh, wait, 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 Sandy, getting this from. We need to investigate. What you need to investigate is your nasty, dirty ways, selling out the people to big developers, giving away all this concession money. Investigate that, bitches. On that note, y'all have a blessed day. Beautiful people. Don't forget Friday is going to be another consumer protection segment because we not got no consumer protection laws so cmr doing our part right and i got an update for y'all on some of the ones that were covered last week because they think i fool and they think i was born this size well praise the lord i wasn't and the good lord has given me the power of discernment and the ability to find the truth out i don't know why people like to lie to me and i'm not the right person to lie to Y'all must be crazy. Anyway, my good people, on that note, stay tuned. We're waiting on Isaac to make his decision. We're waiting on the PPM to see if they're going to try and, and do a vote of no confidence. John, go, on, John, go sit your ass down. We're done with you. We're going to find a good opponent to run against you so we can get you out of political office. Right? If you're interested and you meet the criteria, start talking to the people from now. Make the people get to know you. This is my advice to anyone interested in running. Let the people know where you stand, what you stand for. Show your track record. Miss Romilia, no foul language, behave yourself. Okay, Miss Romilia. Okay, mamacita. <laughs> oh, she has soon hauled me into church, honey child, and beat me at the altar. But yeah, man, we got, we got, we got, come on out, come out early if you're running because the people deserve to be able to scrutinize you and know what you're all about. Simple as that. All right, people, we're going to stand together and we're going to stand for right and we're going to stand strong and it is what it is. Yes, Alejandro, it's all about the Cayman Islands first. You understand me? Feel it in your hearts. 
That's our culture, sticking together, not letting these politicians railroad us anymore. All right, people, y'all have a beautiful day. Oh, and the most appropriate song that I could possibly play here today would be well done to these politicians always trying to sell us out. So I'm going to dedicate this song this morning. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me get my megaphone ready. I am going to dedicate the song. This is DJ Sandy Hill in the house. Big up yourself. Woo, 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 woo. Big up yourself, DJ in the house. We're going to dedicate the song to Chris Saunders, first and foremost. Uh, joke, joke, John, John, Dwayne Seymour coming right up. This song is a special dedication to you, Isaac J. Uh, even Kenneth Bryan, anybody else who's thinking about stepping in the wrong direction, we want y'all to listen very carefully to this song. Well done. Because we're going to be singing this song when we sweep your asses out of political office. Keep it up. Keep it up, folks. Once we got the politics on them. Oh. Yeah. In your face, them a smile up. Behind your back, I'm on them a pile up. Try to start your business on them quick for spoil up. Hey. Well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at your down with country demolition man. Billy Bang, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You've done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Well, you forget a round of applause for all the work you're doing. The seasons where your mech will left the country in the ruins, yo. Strictly personal gain you're pursuing. So the tax rate higher than the planes where you're flowing. We gonna make your deal with the IMF, knowing on a box sign, on a sugar cane left. The hotels on the beaches, the Spanish them go screeching. Me no know how you do it, but all my office say is well done. Well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition man. Skibbly bang, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You done such a great job selling out with country with your business plan. Which is to keep poverty and unemployment on the rise. Corruption and not to mention the lies. Election and when the tension arrives So you buy with Ken's talking not to mention the fries Anything we secure your boat And then you rob the people we secure your boat We go to go Thailand where the Chinese own The whole Jamaica is a Chinese loan I tell you well done, well done Mr. Politician Man You done a wonderful job at tear down With country demolition man Sibili Bang, well done, well done Miss politician lady, you've done such a great job selling out the country and you're still not pay with. But still, if inflation was success, you would have get A plus. So when me met the US, the exchange rate buck, got the dollar getting weaker and the solar light bill it would have cheaper. But a JPS, you prefer keep your Ebenezer. So you scooch when you get a people where you starve and every year you buy a better vehicle. The things you do are beat with bad, but still you manage to keep your job. So me, I tell you, well done, well done, Mr. Politician Man. You've done a wonderful job at tear down with country demolition, man. 
Jubilee Bank, well done, well done, Miss Politician Lady. You done such a great job selling out the country. Come here like Humpty Dumpty now. Congratulate them, you know. Yeah, man, give thanks for the effort, you know. Yeah, man, enough things are not going on, you know. But you them see still, so we give thanks. Yeah, man. Gangster. Kabaka P.